came in a video released last night which appeared to show a masked jihadi with an English accent beheading a second American captive, Stephen Sotloff. Mr Sotloff worked as a freelance journalist and was captured last year in Syria. Taxi drivers are threatening to sue Milton Keynes Council for loss of trade. It follows the row over a convicted rapist being given a licence to drive a taxi which led to the resignation of the mayor. This driver says the council's errors will cost them customers. It's all bad press for us, you know, this is all down to the council making an absolute disgusting decision and there's 200 of us that's going to get affected by this straight away. It's, all, it's going to be down. Our takings will be down. I mean, we're, we're, to be honest with you, we're all talking about now getting a solicitor and actually suing the council because what they've done is actually going to affect our income. Proposals to downgrade either Bedford or Milton Keynes hospitals have been ruled out in a report due to be discussed later this month. A progress report on the Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes healthcare review says both district hospitals should retain their services. Meanwhile, a group of mums are walking through Bedfordshire today as part of a national protest about the NHS. Steve Sweeney from the GMB union, who organised the march, says concerns remain over services in Bedford. The healthcare review, we think, is... You know, it's driven by uh, finances. It's a financially driven um, driven exercise. It's not not to do with maintaining or improving services. The parents of a five-year-old British boy who's being treated for brain cancer have been freed from prison in Spain after prosecutors abandoned their attempts to have the couple extradited. The couple were arrested on Saturday because they'd taken their son Asher out of hospital in Southampton against medical advice. In sports, Stevenage and Wickham are both out of the Johnstons Paint Trophy after 1-0 home defeats last night. Stevenage lost to Gillingham, Wickham lost to Coventry and Watford's technical director Gianluca Nani has resigned in the wake of the appointment of new head coach Oscar Garcia. The weather, mist and cloud clearing this morning to leave warm sunny spells, a maximum temperature 23 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. What a great idea! A shoe built on blocks. I'll call them... Blocker boots. We'll sell a million. sad, isn't it? We've had to cancel the big tour, and the BBC is taking the Blocker Boots dollar, guys, advertising here on the BBC. Wow! Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy show this morning. Child exploitation arrests in Buckinghamshire. Cabbies hit back at taxi scandal in Milton Keynes. And Jarrah marchers bring their fight to Bedfordshire. We'll find some fun stuff to do, won't we, Kath? Yeah, of course we will. Like what? Um, some things and some stuff. Yeah! There'll be some things and some stuff. Here's Kelly Betts. I've actually got an idea. Oh, gosh. What nicknames you gave to teachers. <laughs> now, Kelly Betts is going to become a teacher. This is, actually, this is actually happening. If your children go to a school in Betts, Hearts or indeed Bucks, I'd be worried. She's going to teach them to read. <laughs> and she's saying to us this morning, oh, I'm not very good at reading. And then she's going to teach them to read. No, I'm going to sit with them while they read. They can learn together. <laughs> can learn together. <laughs> oh. And I I'll came up. Starting again. I came up with a nickname for you that we yeah. probably can't broadcast. No. Tiny Miss. 
Uh, but with a swear word in the middle. There was a, yeah, 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 yeah. There was a swear word in the middle, yeah, yeah. We can do that. Nicknames you gave your teacher, we can do that. Sure, why not? Why not? I can't. Why? My teachers listen. What? Don't you remember? We have them on every now and again. Yeah, but you're in your 40s. You I know, gotta... but I'm still afraid of their authority. Okay, yeah, all right, well. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Sorry. By the way, I'm not in my forties. Yeah, it took you about twenty seconds to get that one, love, because you're getting old. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's been, it's been one week since you looked at me. Cut your hand to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me, saying get back together, come back and see me. Three days since the living room. I realize it's all my fault, but couldn't tell you yesterday you'd forgiven me. But it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry. Holding now I want to hoodwink. Does it make you stop think? You'll think you're looking at Aquaman. I summon fish to the dish, although I like the shallow Swiss, I like the sushi, cause it's never touch a frying pan. Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. Big like Leanne rhymes, because I'm all about value. Bert Camper's got the mad hits. You try to match wits, you try to hold me but a bust through. Can I make a break and take a pick? I like a stink and they can shake out like vanilla. It's the finest of the flavors. Gonna see the show, cause then you'll know the vertigo is gonna go, cause it's so dangerous, you'll have to sign a waiver. Can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad? Trying hard not to smile, though I feel bad. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. Can't understand what I mean, well, you soon will. I have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve. I have a history of taking off my shirt. It's been one week since you looked at me. Threw your arms in the air and said you're crazy. Five days since you tackled me. I still got the red burns on both my knees. It's been three days since the afternoon. You realize it's not my fault, not only too soon. Yesterday, you've forgiven me. And now I'll sit back and wait till you say you're sorry. The Chinese chicken You have a drumstick And your brain stops sticking Watching X-Files With no lights on With all our I hope the smoky man's in this one Like Harrison Ford I'm getting frantic Like Sting I'm tantric Like Snickers guaranteed to satisfy Like Kurosawa I make mad films Okay I don't make films But if I did They'd have a samurai Gonna get a set of better clubs Gonna find the kind With tiny nubs Just so my irons Aren't always flying Off the backswing Gonna get into my sailor moon Cause the cartoonist Got the boom anime babes To make me think the wrong thing How can I help it If I think you're funny When you're mad Trying hard not to smile Though I feel bad I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral Can't understand what I mean, you soon will I have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve I have a history of losing my shirt It's been one week since you looked at me Dropped your arms to the sides and said I'm sorry Five days since I laughed at you And said you just did just what I thought you were gonna do Three days since the living room We realized we're both to blame But what could we do yesterday? You just smiled at me Cause it'll still be two days till we said we're sorry It'll still be two days till we said we're sorry Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning. Ten men are still in custody on suspicion of child sex offences after a series of raids by Thames Valley Police yesterday morning. The suspects come from Aylesbury, Milton Keynes, Buckingham and Chesham and were arrested in relation to complaints made by two pre-teenage girls earlier this year. 
It's thought that they may not be the only victims, and police are now urging anyone who knows more to come forward with the promise of full support from people like Helen Fongtang from the Are You Safe service, Fortang. Hang on a second. How do I say your name, Helen? Uh, Fortgang. Thank you very much. I've got, I've got two different spellings in front of me. That's why it confused me, and it's a ridiculous time in the morning. Thank you, Helen Fortgang from the Are You Safe service at Bernardus. Uh, Helen, tell me more about your service. Um, we are a um, voluntary service of Cubanados. Um, we work in Buckinghamshire um, and we work with young people across the whole county, um, aged between 18, uh, 11 to 18. Um, and we accept referrals in from anywhere and everywhere in the whole community, whether they're professionals or young people themselves or um, parents uh, and even friends. We've had friends refer their friends. And in this, uh, uh, this case, the police are, are particularly keen to flag up your involvement in their efforts. What, what practical help can you offer to people, Helen? Um, we offer direct one-to-one support for those young people that may be um, either identified as at risk of exploitation or, or involved in it directly. Um, and they will have one-to-one support from a project worker um, who will assist them and work with them, helping them understand what's been happening to them, um, providing support, um, practical support. It may be going to appointments, for example, um, health appointments, making sure that their, um, their health is looked after, um, teaching them about how to keep safe, um, understanding the grooming process. Um, a lot of the work we do um, is it's all, uh, it's a client-led um, planned um, process that we work with our practitioners, um, and they work with young people to decide their own plans of what they need um, you know, to support them through their experiences. Um, we also have a qualified counsellor to provide um, trauma-related therapy to those that have experienced um, significant trauma in their lives, which may be um, through the family experience, through their experience of exploitation, um, and just to help increase their resilience um, and identify personal coping strategies. Um, so, yes, I mean, we will also work on a multi-agency um, approach, so it's, it's vital to have that collaborative, um, you know, approach to, to support the young people. Now, these, the, the, the two young people that we know of are, are pre-teens. Now, obviously, it's very difficult, I would imagine, to come forward, whatever your age is, if you've yeah. been a victim of something like this. But I, I would imagine that pre-teens, it's even harder to come forward. Is that right? And, 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 and how difficult is it for them? Yeah, very difficult. I mean, a lot of the time, part of the, thing, the things that make it difficult for them to come forward is they may be absolutely terrified of the consequences, whether it's consequences from the, their abusers, um, the attitude towards themselves. They may think that they're, in, they're, they're, to, they're at fault and they're to blame. Um, so a lot of the work that we do as well is to try and help them recognise that they are not at fault. Um, a lot of them are children when this happens to them. And although they may have consented, it, it's, you know, essentially at the time, not, it's not informed consent, it's not real consent. They're children and um, the people often abusing them are often significantly older um, and much more able to make those decisions. So for those young people to come forward, you know, like you say, even, if, even as an adult, um, it would be very, very, very brave thing to do and very difficult. Um, and I think also they face that the issue of shame, um, people knowing what they've experienced, um, you know, even their parents, you know, imagine a young child knowing that their parent knows that they've had sex, yeah. even, you know, that, that itself can be very... The abusers know this, and they often use that uh, that shame factor to. Oh, it's 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 power, it's control, it's shame. It's they've they've got the, the many manipulative techniques up their sleeves, haven't yes, they? Absolutely, they know what they're doing, and often they're very organised, and yeah, they they 
quite sophisticated sometimes in their um, their methods of manipulation. Uh, do, do people, do, do young people, I guess parents as well could get in touch with if they wanted to, do, do they come directly to you or do they have to be referred? How does it work? Uh, no, they can come directly to us. Um, they can be re- referred by professionals or we do actually have a, um, a public phone number that people can text if they wish or they can call. Um, the number is 07546 075638. Um, Do you want to give us that? Give us that again in a second, Helen. Before yeah, we sure. go, and so we've got that, and, and, and I'm assuming there's a website as well or something people could have a little yep. look at. We have Are You Safe at? Um, so the, the website's on Bernardo's. We have if you go to the Bernardo's website, yeah. um, Are You Safe is on there, and we also have an email address which, which is Are You Safe at Bernardo's.org.uk. Mm. So there's a number of ways people can get in touch with us. It's very rarely that I, I, I wish people out of work, but wouldn't it be nice one day if you didn't have to do your job? No, absolutely. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, we're very fortunate actually in Bucks that we've had a very forward-thinking um, county council that's uh, commissioned us. Um, you know, we've been here since 2006, which um, was in response to a piece of Bernardo's work. So Bucks was obviously keen to address the issue and, and recognise that it mm. was an issue, fortunately for us. Um, but, uh, you know, over the years, the, um, from the initial estimates, which were very low, the people that were um, at risk of this, the, you know, we've since worked with over a thousand young people. Gosh. So, um, you know, I don't think we're going to be out of work anytime yeah. soon. Helen, give us that phone number one more time, please. Yep, sure. It's 07546 075638. That's great. Thank you very much for your time. Sorry for getting your name wrong. Helen Fortgang uh, from the Are You Safe service at Bernardo's. If you want to give us a call about that or anything else this morning, 08459 555555. Right, it's quarter past six. Let's get the travel with Nicola. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, a very good morning. And so far, just checking across the cameras, seems to be moving rather well on the M1, not seeing any major problems or delays. The M25 also looking rather good at the moment. On the trains, though, there is some disruption at the moment on First Capital Connect between London Bridge and New Cross, and that's due to a signalling problem. Also, taking a look at the M1 Luton Spur, do expect some delays between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport. Uh, those major roadworks are continuing there, often causing delays through the rush. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, can I ask you a question? Please. Have you got the microphone shoved in your mouth? Just the, just it's quite sounds, close. It's sad, because quite often you're a little bit quiet, but today you're booming forth. It's wonderful. Oh, oh brilliant. We'll have more of that. Speak to you later on. Ta-ta. So childish. 6.15. It is Wednesday, the 3rd of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Ten men are still in police custody as part of an investigation into sexual exploitation of children in Aylesbury. It's alleged to involve two pre-teenage girls over the course of seven years. David Cameron will chair a meeting of the government's emergency Cobra or Cobra? Cobra or Cobra? Cobra. Cobra committee later today to discuss the threat made by Islamic State militants uh, in Iraq. Uh, Taxi drivers are threatening to sue Milton Keynes Council for loss of trade. It follows the row over a convicted rapist being given a licence to drive a taxi, which led to the resignation of the mayor. BBC's Three Counties Radio. It's been... The BBC asks thousands of questions every day. Is rocket science easier than you think? Would we starve without honeybees? And how did so many soldiers survive the trenches? But what if we want to know more? BBC I Wonder 
asks intriguing questions and Good reveals thought-provoking answers. As one question is answered, yeah. another is raised. Google it, mate. The discoveries are endless. I'll Google it. BBC I Wonder. Go to bbc.co.uk slash I Wonder. Here's a question for the BBC. Why do people get their nipples pierced? Why do people do that? I don't know. Why would they it seems do... like anything that sticks out gets pierced these days. Oh, flipping heck. They go crazy. Yeah. And it finishes. It finishes, but they still have uh, a fade at the end. That's weird, isn't it? It's nice, isn't it? It is nice. They're appreciating their GP. I might listen to that uh, album later. Revolver. Revolver. How do they do a fade? Do you think they're all playing? They they stepped away from the microphones. Yeah, of course (laughs) they did. Of course they did. I need to see a Dr. Robert. Not that Dr. Robert. He was a drug dealer. I'll Uh, sort you out. What do you need? I need something. I've got um, the I've got the energy in my leg. My right oh. leg is is so energetic. Energy. Uh, yeah. Energy. Leggage. You need a massage. Yeah. 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 There it is. Uh, oh. Not by me. Oh, Kath. No. Hey. But Have you got matching socks on today. Pretty much. Oh, nice. <laughs> Close as. I've, so I've got the twitchy leg thing. What, there's no cure for that, is there? So people have killed themselves. This is no this is no joking matter. People have killed themselves because of the, the twitchy leg syndrome. I had it all last night. I had a bath with bath salts to try and ease it. Didn't ease it in the slightest. I'm just splashing away in the bath. I think the more aware you are of it, the more you think about it, the worse it gets, doesn't no. it? No. You just that's, that, that's like saying the more aware you are of... Um, all right, Kels... The more aware you are of a headache, the more it is. Yeah. No, what you yeah. need to do is notice it's there. Move yeah. on. I got tushy leg. 
I move on. Instead of notice it's there, Google it, think about how you're going to cope oh with it, think about what you need, think about who's going to give you a massage, think uh, about your socks. Have you Googled it? You're spending too much time on that leg. I can't, I can't stop, it won't stop twitching. Have you I wondered it. <laughs> I lost, um, what's that fella's name? Evan it? Davis. I wonder. I told you that I convinced my wife Evan Davis was blind, didn't I? Did I tell you that? Well, guys? He does have the ability to look in two corners at the same time. Yep. <laughs> I wait four five nine four double five five double five. This is a serious issue with my leg, right? And if anyone knows how to fix it, I can fix it. Go on then. <laughs> my mum used to say, "I'll hit you over the head with a pan, and then you'll think about your headache instead." No, I think about how I'm going to sue your mum um, in court for. I can give you a dead arm. Exactly. No, it's my leg. Distraction injury. Distraction. This is this is more powerful than anything I've ever felt before in my life. What if me and Kath both simultaneously slap you around the face? You see, they were walking away from the microphone and doing a fade out there, and that was awesome. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, we've been talking all this week about the Milton Keynes taxi driver who was granted a licence despite a conviction for a series of thoroughly brutal rapes in the 90s. Well, that driver is now handed in his plates, as has another driver who was also found to have a criminal record. The council is currently reviewing the licences of five others with convictions, one of which is a sex offence. Well, meanwhile, other cabbies are in Milton Keynes are concerned about the impact this case is having on trade. We, we first heard about this yesterday, didn't we, Justin, that uh, cab drivers were getting very worried and concerned about the, pu- the the bad publicity. What's going on? Absolutely. I mean, um, I'm back in Milson Keynes this morning. Taxi drivers very angry yesterday. They cannot believe, a bit like our listeners, that a licence was granted to a serial rapist. Now, this, of course, uh, has damaged their reputation uh, and they're worried they could lose trade. Talk now is about legal action if they are to lose trade. Uh, here's what those taxi drivers had to say. It's all bad, it's all bad press for us. We're, you know... This is all down to the council making an absolute disgusting decision and there's 200 of us that's going to get affected by this straight away. It's, it's going to be down. Our takings will be down. I mean, we're, we're, to be honest with you, we're all talking about now getting a solicitor and actually suing the council because what they've done is actually going to affect our income. That's going to damage uh, our profession, yeah, it will, if nothing is done so quickly. Put it this way, since yesterday as well, the reporters were here, Anglian News were here, but we didn't see any council people here. I mean, they should be uh, out here listening to us or talking to us. And reassuring the public. Uh, that's it. From the first thing is, the council should have done their job right. And it's going to come back to us. It's, it's not our fault. It's the council should have got their act right at the first place. Of course it will... Uh affect our trade and uh, and uh, it's a shame it is really really uh, you know frustrating and uh, upsetting it's not good for our trade uh, a lot of frustration Absolutely, I, I can totally understand because the people that, that I've been talking to clearly are not serial rapists and again, it, it's such an extraordinary story this, uh, of how somebody could have been driving around in a taxi again, w- we need to stress this morning in, that person uh, with those convictions from the 1990s is not driving a taxi anymore, but he was of course um, that has now damaged their reputation you heard from people yesterday um, Jonathan as well on his phone in people are frightened by this 
service. And I think a lot of people now, um, their trust in the service it, it is not there. So uh, that long term could lose money for these taxi drivers. And if that is to happen, um, the talk now is definitely about legal action. Josh, thank you. Speak to you later on. Listening into that is uh, Peter Kirkham from the Milton Keynes Taxi Association. Morning, Peter. Good morning. Are your drivers uh, expressing similar concerns? Well, you know, I was down at the station all yet, well, a lot, not for a lot of time yesterday, and I was listening to it um, all and listening to their concerns and, and, and thoroughly taking it on board. Um, things, when I spoke to you on Monday, things have sort of exploded with one term, um, and I've le- I know a lot more about what the situation is all about now. So it now gives me the opportunity to, and today I should be writing to the Chief Executive of Milton Keynes Council, asking really for some assurances. Uh, to start with, I think every driver that drives a taxi or a minicab in Milton Keynes should now have another um, enhanced um, report made of themselves um, just to make sure that the general public get to know that when they get in, in a minicab or a taxi that they are being driven by a fit and proper person. And I just, I, I, I'm going to keep stressing this all day. We stressed this a lot yesterday. I, I don't want in any way to uh, terrify people or worry people. This is such a tiny majority. Most of the yeah. taxi drivers uh, are hardworking, decent people who just want to earn a few quid. Absolutely. Uh, although, you know, we did hear from some people yesterday who were a little bit worried by this. Whose fault is this, Peter? Well, um, you can only point the finger again at Milton Keynes Council. Um, you know, they have a procedure to go through which is laid down through um, licensing uh, from national government and quite clearly here, for whatever reason, this wasn't adhered to. Um, now, my question is also is how many more times or how many other times has this happened? Um, and, and I'm also going to be asking the chief exec when she's um, uh, making these checks on these drivers to make sure that she includes all the drivers that work, that are licensed from authorities outside Milton Keynes because, you know, there's about 50% of the vehicles running around now in Milton Keynes that aren't licensed by Milton Keynes. And we need to know as the taxi industry in Milton Keynes that everybody is on the same level and providing and, and all fit and proper people, which at this moment now, when we don't know, we have no confidence in the council that the procedure has been stuck to. If the drivers uh, do lose money, should the council compensate them? Well, that's another issue, I think, really. I think um, now that the association is involved heavily, I think there's, there's laid down avenues that we have to go down. Uh, it may take a, a little bit of time because, as I see it, uh, the council have got to employ more people now, especially on taxi licensing at the moment, to sort this mess out. You know, uh, we can't just wait and wait and wait. It's got to be dealt with as quickly and as thoroughly as possible. And that does take time, and I'm sure the drivers will realise yeah. that. Peter, thanks very much for coming on again. Peter Kirkham from Milton Keynes Taxi Association. We spoke to him earlier in the week, and yeah, the story certainly has uh, progressed ever so slightly. If you want to give us a call on that, 08459 455 555 is the phone number. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be very surprised if there was anybody listening who was a d- direct result of this is now too afraid to get into a cab. Well, I would hope that's not the case. I would hope that's not the case. I'm sure there may be one or two excitable people, but um, I'm sure that, you know... Again, it's it's such a tiny minority of people, of drivers. 
I don't love getting into taxi cabs in in the dark on my own. I don't love it, but I do it because um, I've got the right to use public transport and I take the, the appropriate mm. steps to make sure that I'm doing it in the safe way, safest way Here's possible. Here's the thing I've just realised while you said that sentence. Why? The experience of me getting into a cab is completely different yeah. to the experience of you getting into a cab and that's never really dawned on me. Yeah, so if I, I'm getting into a man's car, so I make sure I get in the back, I know exactly where this car has come from. Yeah. And, you know... Because I'm just getting into a bloke's car. And it's, I'm getting into a bloke's car, and if I needed to, I could punch him in the face and r- run. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's a completely different experience it's, for you. It's very daunting, especially when that lock goes on. Oh. I hadn't thought, I'd never thought of that before. 08459 555 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 Luton Spur building up a little bit between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport as those major roadworks continue there. Do expect some delays on the M25 between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27, the M11, as those sp- those roadworks take place there. On the trains, there is disruption on London Midland between London Euston and Birmingham New Street. That's due to some overhead line problems. Tickets at the moment are being accepted on cross-country Virgin Trains and West Midland bus services at the moment. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Also, if anybody's got any solutions, I've got the bouncy leg and it's doing my... Well, I nearly said doing my nothing, but that would be terribly inappropriate. It's doing my head in. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Ten men are still in police custody as part of an investigation into sexual exploitation of children in Aylesbury. It's alleged to involve two pre-teenage girls over the course of seven years. David Cameron will chair a meeting of the government's emergency COBRA committee later today to discuss the threat made by Islamic State militants to kill a British hostage. Taxi drivers are threatening to sue Milton Keynes Council for loss of trade. It follows the row over a convicted rapist being given a licence to drive a taxi which led to the resignation of the mayor and campaigners are marching through Bedfordshire today as part of a national protest over the NHS meanwhile proposals to downgrade either Bedford or Milton Keynes hospitals have been ruled out in a progress report due to be discussed later this month Three Counties Sports BBC Three Counties Radio Stevenage and Wickham are both out of the Johnston's Paint Trophy after 1-0 home defeats last night. Wickham lost at home to Coventry, whilst Graham Westley's Stevenage went down to Gillingham. What we did do was pass the football well in deep areas, but we didn't really penetrate or hurt them in the in higher areas. And I think getting the balance right is, is really important. You know, crosses and shots are always a part of the Stevenage game and the Stevenage way. But, uh, you know, we didn't manage to break them down and, you know, these are the problems that we've got to solve. MK Dons and Luton had first round buys and will be in Saturday's second round draw. Elsewhere, Watford's technical director Gianluca Nani has resigned in the wake of the appointment of new head coach Oscar Garcia. England play their first game since the World Cup disappointment with a friendly against Norway at Wembley tonight. Everton's John Stones will make his first start, but new Arsenal signing Danny Welbeck is unlikely to feature following a minor injury. England cricket captain Alistair Cook says he wants to continue leading the one-day side into the World 
World Cup, despite yesterday's series loss to India after a crushing nine-wicket defeat at Edgbaston. It's not my job to pick the team. The frustrating thing is every side I seem to play in the moment for England, there's always a question about my place. That's quite a hard place to work from. I know I've got to score more runs. That will change a lot of it. I've done that in the past and I'll do it in the future. As I say, I'm, I'm very proud to be England captain all that kind of stuff. i said a lot of times before, if, if Jimmy Whitaker says and Paul Downton say and Peter Moore say they don't want me, then that's the decision they, they make. And in tennis, Andy Murray faces Novak Djokovic later in the quarterfinals of the US Open. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. There once was a wealthy man who had a wonderful idea To bring children from all places with all kinds of faces Together into a sailing ship There were 40 boys and girls They would sail their ship around the globe So they called it The United World The ship was just three weeks from shore When a hurricane bore it down The waves were big as mountains They felt they would surely drown They jumped into the lifeboats Rolled away from the wreck A watchful pair of eyes And living in the valley Were people lost in time Ruled over by a tyrant Whose face was in a mask The children must defeat him So they can escape at last From the lost islands The lost islands So What happened in that? I don't know. Should we have a listen again? Hang on a second. It's been... No, OK. So, Catherine Boyle has joined me in uh, what I like to call my studio. Yeah, you oh, can call it that if you like. We, we can call it that. And as you've noticed, I like to walk around in my pants in my studio. <laughs> and there's not a thing you can do about it. Um, so, you joining me? What? What have you got in the papers? Teachers who struggle with basic grammar. Oh, here we go. This is uh, <laughs> little, um, little Miss Kelly. Many teachers will struggle to introduce a tough new curriculum because of their own poor grasp of the three R's, a leading headmistress is warning today. A generation of teachers are completely at sea with proper English grammar yeah. and have little knowledge of the literary canon because of their own education lacking rigour, you know. Rigour? They've not read enough books, is what they're right. saying. Well, Kelly's but they're get... trying to say it in posh words so that people go, oh, yeah, I think I not, might not know about canon either. Ke- Kelly's going to be a teacher. As we know, we've got a nickname. is Little Miss What's-It. <laughs> little, little Miss Whoopsie. I'm not going to be a teacher. I'm just going to spend some time reading with children. The children will think you're a teacher. Yeah, exactly. You know that. No, they'll think I'm their, their age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man! Their height, maybe. That's exciting you're doing that. I'm genuinely a little bit envious. Yeah. If only I had the, um, the, um, the, um... You've got two kids, you can just teach them stuff. Ah, those guys are getting on my nerves. I've not even seen them for three weeks and they're getting on my nerves. They're coming home on Friday. I'm going. 
I'm out of there. So basically, we've got thick teachers. Is that what it's Well, saying? this is what this head of a private... I mean, it's in her interest to say that other teachers aren't very good, isn't it? Because she's running a private school in Bramley near Guildford and said she'd uh, introduced a grammar course for 11-year-olds only discovered that some staff were ill-equipped to teach it. We quickly established that some of our younger teachers have not been taught English grammar in the 90s and noughties. That's so true. Do you know when I learned English grammar? Yeah. When I studied French and Spanish. What? Because to unpick that language, I had to work out what it meant in my own. I don't know how to use apostrophes correctly. You do. No, I don't. I can't talk to you anymore. Why? Well, you're, really not, we're not, you're not talking in punctuation. I know, but it annoys me. I mean, I think now that everyone pub self-publishes, it's the way of judging each other, isn't it? Whether people can use apostrophes. I, I, if I get a little red line under the word, then I've probably done it wrong. Oh, Ian. I don't know. I don't know. I remember the lesson. It, uh, it, was, it was a standing teacher. It was Miss Down was teaching us. Big lady. Nothing wrong with that. And um, I just didn't get it. And I went up to her desk three times to get her to explain it to me. And she got really frustrated that I, hadn't, I didn't get it. And well, she shouldn't get frustrated. She well, should blame herself. Yeah. All right. But that was 1980. Mm. And, and it's her fault that I can't do... I do think our generation fell in the gap between old school teaching and new school. Just express yourself. We've got a rubber there. Show you working out. It doesn't matter if you get the thing wrong. I've got it a does rubber matter. Where? A rubber. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Girls had smelly rubbers. Yeah. What was that all about? And I didn't like to use them because they were too nice. One, one um, uh, Joanne uh, Laws, who later became Joanne Hill, and boy, I had a crush on her. Um, this was at the age of nine. She had a rubber that smelled of shortcake. Oh, nice. Man, I think that's why I fell in love with her. My friend had a banana rubber. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was nice. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. What rubber did you have? Kids don't collect rubbers anymore, do they? Uh, I would have spent all my money on rubbers at one point. Pencils. Hey, my boy collects massive giant pencils. No, um, uh, key rings. He's got no keys. Hey, I tell you what, I found yesterday. What did you find? I found the key to the piano. Oh. It was screwed inside the piano. I'm gonna take it out and lock the piano. The kids are never touching it. Touching it. Bam, bam, bam. Great. Should we have a song? Yeah. Yesterday had nothing to say. Tomorrow may bring me a thought. Today was here, now it's turned into fear. If it's with you, then I should stay. Sit and wonder why I'm leaving. Sit and wonder if.
Nick. One's a noun and one's a verb. I've got the apostrophe. Right. The Joneses cars. Mm-hmm. I put an apostrophe after the S of Joneses. Right. Nothing in the cars. Well, the Joneses are in the cars. No, yeah, but the cars... They're going just, on holiday. The cars are just a plural. Leave that alone. Yeah, they're, they're going to be... The Joneses' cars are on their drives. That's fine. Yeah, I know. How are you spelling there? <laughs> T-H-E-I-R. Hold on. Thank you. I am um, more... I, I don't like to follow the linguistic rules. I'm, um, like... Um, um, who's the guy that wrote Ulysses? Not the cartoon, the book. Homer's Odyssey. Ulysses. Anyway, I'm like a, a guy that doesn't use punctuation and grammar because I'm, I'm so clever. I've gone round the circle and I'm back at the other side. Do you explain that when you write people letters or do they just think you're an idiot? What is, what is this, guys? Hmm? What is this today? Wednesday. Oh, yeah, thanks, guys. You what? see, my problem was I was brought up by a sub-editor... So I'm oh. used to having red pen put through my work if I yeah. get it wrong. Oh, blimey. Oh. So, yeah. Oh. Rule, rules are important to me. Well, I, not, not all of them. Because that's how I get my father's not, love. Not the rule about turning up to work sober. Wow! Yeah, I went there, Catherine. Gosh, why would you do that? Because uh, I think it's about time that you addressed your issues. Anyway, <laughs> what have you got in the papers? There's not a lot in the papers at all. It really is. A, can I ask a question? And if, if, if maybe someone... onto a slightly serious thing. There's this video, there's these videos going around of these two gentlemen um, having their, um, for want of a better phrase, having their heads chopped Mm. off. Why would anybody want to watch that? Why would anybody... I don't know. ...want to watch that? People, there's all warnings on Twitter, oh, don't watch this, oh, you should watch... I I don't need to be warned not to watch it. But I don't know whether people are actually putting them on. You know, sometimes on Facebook you'll get, um, you'll get game things that get sent to you and it's like yeah. your friend likes this and I think no they don't no. I don't believe it I got something sent on Facebook once it was before all this ISIS video stuff started to happen yeah. and it was a beheading it was a Mexican beheading yeah. oh, and it was it, the introduction was in Sp- the, uh, the title was in Spanish so I thought oh maybe someone sent it to me so I can have a look at it because I speak Spanish and then as I watched it I realised it was an actual gangland beheading Ken Bigley. You remember, was it Ken Bigley? Oh, remember yeah. Ken Bigley? That was probably, what, eight or nine years ago. About nine years ago. Uh, and I remember um, someone I was working with at uh, uh, LBC, someone who I, I don't particularly like, uh, told me that he'd watched it. Why would you watch it? Why that? would you watch it? I got, I've got no idea. If anybody... I'm going to ask this, and I want to tread very carefully. I'm hoping that no one will call in about this because you're all too sensible. If anybody has watched these, these two videos that have been online, could you give, give me a call? I don't want to know the details of it. I can imagine... What, why? Just tell me, phone up and tell me why. 08459 four double five five double five. That video I saw will stay with me forever. I didn't watch it on purpose. I don't need to see and that to know. it was horrible. Yeah, it I, was horrible. I don't need to see that to know it's... Unhor- I, don't, I don't need to see that to know it's horrific. And also, give the fella some respect. You know, what, also, don't do their dirty work for them. Yeah. 08459 four double five five double five. Why would anybody watch those? Um, there's another thing here. Um, hang on. Oh, you do you want to read the story first to make no, sure it's... No, it's this, this story here about someone who put a p- picture of a home on uh, online to try and sell it and oh. then realised afterwards that there was a live pig in the picture. What? The first rule of selling a home is to make sure it's clean and presentable for visitors. Yeah, tell that to some of the people whose homes I look around when oh, I was looking to buy. Oh, man alive. But this one's a bit of a pigsty to the point where an actual pig can be seen snoozing among the clutter and mess. Potential buyers viewing online photos of the £120,000 two-bedroom detached house in Ipswich were stunned to see the animal making itself at home. 
there's definitely a pig in the room. I could... Um, These people don't want to sell. I could dig a pet pig. I could have a pet pig. Imagine a pig walking... Imagine a pig sitting on your lap when you're watching EastEnders. So many jokes I could make. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Building up a bit now um, on the Great North Road, just at the Black Hat roundabout, as those major roadworks continue. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, looking rather slow-moving on the speed sensors between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. Also rather heavy anti-clockwise between 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. Starting to build up as well on the North Orbital Road, just off the M25. And on the trains disruption on London Midland between London, Euston and Birmingham New Street, that's due to some overhead and line problems. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. 6.46, it's uh, Wednesday the 3rd of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Ten men are still in police custody as part of an investigation into sexual exploitation of children in Aylesbury. David Cameron will chair a meeting of the government's emergency COBRA committee later today to discuss the threat made by Islamic State militants to kill a British hostage. And taxi drivers are threatening to sue Milton Keynes Council for loss of trade following the row over a convicted rapist being given a licence to drive a cab in the new city. 08459 555. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a rather misty start for some of us this morning, but that mist is going to lift. We've got some low cloud as well, and that's going to break up steadily through the morning, helped along by an easterly breeze. We should get some decent sunny spells throughout the course of the afternoon, really, but they may start to appear through mid-morning onwards. The temperature likely to see around 22, 23 Celsius later, and it should remain dry. So a fairly decent afternoon and a decent evening as well. The cloud pretty much disappearing completely. So some blue sky to end the day. And then as we head through the first part of the night, it'll be clear. So perhaps a chilly start. But as we head through the middle part and beyond, we'll see the cloud reintroduced from the east. It's a repeat performance from last night, really. Mist and fog patches uh, developing by dawn. Minimum temperature, um, an early minimum at 12 Celsius. Perhaps a touch warmer than that by the end of the night. For Thursday morning, it's a similar start to this morning early mist and fog and then we'll get some sunny spells temperatures similar 22 maybe 23 celsius and that's your forecast every weekday morning it went ping did it ping again it did about about a week later it went ping again jonathan vernon smith i just don't know where or what to do now i went to speak to this retailer who had told sue that because the sofa was out of its 12-month guarantee they didn't have any liability well we all know that's rubbish don't we the jvs show fights for your rights jonathan and i have got the whitest cleanest overhead door available. Listen, I'm going to thank your credit card very much for getting things sorted out and any other problems you know where we are. Thank you so much for everything. It took me seven months to sort it out. You've done it in two weeks. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Lying on the floor You're taking me to 
can feel it. He's a little bit rubbish, Elvis Presley. A bit cabaret, that one. He's a, I like that song. I like the later songs. It's quite Vegas. But he's a bit rubbish. He's not He's not rubbish. He's only rubbish because we're used to him. No, 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 no. I'm used... Hang on, hang on, hang on. This guy's good. No. Good grief. That guy's good. He should get He should get his own record deal. Oh, I'm used to the Beatles. Yeah. And they're brilliant. Uh, and I'm used to Elvis, and I think he's a bit rubbish. I think he's really overrated. I think he's really overrated. Justin. Wow. What? Deary, deary me. What do you mean? Elvis Presley, overrated. He's done five good songs. Oh, come on, what are those five good songs? Okay, In the Ghetto. Yeah, yeah. Suspicious Minds. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't help believing. Is that a three? Yeah. Um, it's got to be two more. Old Chef. Oh, oh no, come on. Come on, <laughs> mate. It's a classic. No. People Hound love Dog, it. J-House Rock. No, no, no. Hound Dog. No, Hound Dog's no good. Jailhouse Rock, I'll give you. Blue Suede Cheese? No, that's a terrible song. Terrible. Do you know which one I really like? Yeah. I just a hook a hook a burning. Number five. There we go. They're the five good Elvis songs, Just. Oh, come on. You can't say Elvis Presley was overrated. The man is an absolute legend. People he died, still he died doing a whoopsie. Now. He died doing a whoopsie. Yeah. doesn't matter, though. His music's still great. He, his films are rubbish. <laughs> People are still playing uh, Bloomin'. Um, um, oh. Um, I'm trying to think of a rubbish act that people are still playing now. Mm. People are still playing uh, um, uh, yeah. any of the songs on your show, yeah. and they're oh, rubbish. Yeah. Oh, hey, no. boss, question for you. Yes, love. Um, that Monkeys track you played yesterday, what was it called? Uh, do you mean... Zilch. Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Davalina, Mr. Mr. Bob Davalina. Zilch. China Zilch. It's called Zilch. And you're saying that Elvis Presley was overrated. It's a bit of fun, mate. Zilch. Hashtag, Zilch. just saying. Hashtag, just a bit of fun, mate. Hashtag, <laughs> get over yourself. Hashtag, watch it. <laughs> Hashtag slap. Ooh. Who's that? Um, that's somebody getting out of the car. Morning, sir. You all right? Ask him about Elvis. Sir, do you like Elvis Presley? 
So yes or no? Oh, he's just gone back into his car. Yeah, I would do yeah. as well if I were him. <laughs> oh. so, well, I tell you what, Justin, mm. it's very quiet in the news today. Yeah, take it to the streets. Oh come on, you can't be serious. I can't. I, can, I think you'll be surprised at the the, the low. Uh, um, gosh, I can't speak. Finish the sentence, me, Catherine. Enthusiasm. The low enthusiasm. The enthusiasm. For Elvis, he's he's overrated, mate. So Elvis Presley, hashtag overrated. Hashtag yes. Yes, okay. I, I should take that to the streets. Um, I, I'll be shocked if I find anybody no, who doesn't like Elvis Presley. No, he's rubbish. No, he's rubbish. <laughs> he's rubbish. <laughs> every, he stole, every now and again, he you stole do music. This, don't you? He stole uh, black music. Yeah. He watered it down to a tepid, tepid level. <laughs> he, um, he 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 was like he was like a, the Jason Donovan of his time. <laughs> and then he. This is a compliment to Justin. You know that. Oh yeah. I know. No. And then he, and then he, he, then he went to the army and he bottled it. He you bottled it. Shocking. Oh, and he went out with a fourteen-year-old girl as well. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis Presley. Hashtag overrated. Well, what time do you want this report about how fantastic Elvis Presley is? Uh, can you do it for two minutes to seven? Uh, two minutes to seven. I can probably do that. You yeah. probably could. Whenever we'll, we'll get to you at some point in the next hour, just. Yeah, no problem. Thank no you, problem. mate. Cheers. Ta-ta. Bye. There we go. It was beautiful, though, wasn't he, Elvis Presley? I think, mate, Justin. Oh, he still is beautiful. Just well, he's getting old. <laughs> There are a few cracks. Kels? Hiya. Yeah? Yeah. What you got? What do you mean? Well, I mean, what have you got? Would you like a song? No. Oh. What, what is do it? you what? mean, what? Hang on, bear with me. I'm bit... Hang on. Oh, blimey, what was that about? She's doing a job. Well, well, I'm not quite sure what that was. Um, there's nothing else in the papers, really, is there? Should we get a record? Yeah. What, do you, what do you fancy? Um, can we play something good? Not that, um, Mr. Bobolina, m- 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 Yeah, yeah, we can play that. Of course we can. No. Zilch. Mr. Oh. Dabolina, Mr. You don't want that. Okay. Oh, blimey. Right. I didn't like that. It didn't go anywhere. It's not meant to go anywhere. It's just a little bit of fun. Well. It got used in a, in a rap song in the 80s. Mm. So what song do you want? Quick. What have you got? Oh, we've got a caller. Yeah, we've got, we got Hazel. Good morning, Hazel. Good morning, Ian. What, what can I do for you, Hazel? Well, you um, sound a bit terse. I'm You're right. never going to listen to you again. Oh, what? And, uh, well, you've just um, dished Elvis. I've dished Elvis. Dished Elvis. Elvis I've, dished, I've dished Elvis, yes. Dished. Yeah. Um, oh. And I challenge you to play Memories and oh. say he's rubbish. Can we get Memories by Elvis, please, Kelly? I bet it's rubbish. Memories well. drifting through the pages of my mind. Was awful, but yeah, it's be- and it was better than what he does. Oh no! How long have you been into Elvis, Hazel? Since I was, um, I can't remember so long. Yeah, about, about fourteen, sixty years 16. ago. Sixty years ago, blimey! You've got a young voice for. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> I might even listen to you again. Well, uh, and what is it about Elvis that does it for you? Um, I just like I don't I, I can't say I like everything yeah. he does because yeah. some of them I'm not all that. Keen. Do you like the song Clam Bake? Um, I don't remember that. No, no, that's one of his rubbish ones. Yeah, <laughs> there's, and there's quite a few. Um, no. Okay. Well, there are some. Well, not rubbish ones, but ones I don't like. I don't think any music is rubbish. What? Um, I either like it or I don't. And oh. and if I don't like it, lots of other. I mean, I hate rap. It's rubbish, isn't it? Yeah. But I got, you just said no music's rubbish. No, what she's saying is, but some people like it. But she just some, said it's rubbish, though. No, but I think it is, but some people like it. Or lots of people obviously like it. Yeah, Do you know what I think, right. Hazel? When someone's made something and you haven't, you've got to take your hat off to the fact that they've done it. No, not if it's rubbish. No, if they've done it, they made it. No, but yeah, but if... It's but, their creation. But if it's rubbish, then you don't have to take your hat off to them. 
You can go, yeah, that's rubbish. Well done for making that. I don't like it, but well done you. Yeah, well, well, done for, why would you well done for making something that's rubbish. You must be really proud of yourself. I could I, do better I than like, that. I like a lot of classical music, but there's a lot I don't like. But mm. I wouldn't say it was rubbish just because I don't like it. There we go. This is for you, Hazel. Thank you. A really rubbish song. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Memory between the pages of my mind Memories sweeten through the ages just like wine Quiet thoughts come floating down and settle softly to the ground Like gold of autumn leaves around my feet I touch them and they burst apart with sweet mirth. Right, be honest. That was rubbish, wasn't it? It was schmaltzy. Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, rather slow moving on the speed sensors between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also very heavy moving anti-clockwise between 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. Um, the Barnet Bypass, that's looking heavy on camera heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. And taking a look at the trains, there is disruption on London Midland, that's between London Euston and Birmingham New Street. That's all due to some overhead lines problems also affecting virgin trains as well at the moment um, and not sure when that's going to resume but we'll keep an eye on the departure boards and update you with more reports nicola richards bbc3 counties radio he's rubbish isn't he nicola <laughs> little bit yeah yes thank you very much indeed we can do this if you want we can do this but it's going to be embarrassing for the half a dozen elvis fans out there Elvis Presley, overrated, a load of old guff. Let's discuss after the news with Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, the headlines, ten men in custody in Buck's child sex investigation, government to discuss threat to kill British hostage, and Milton Keynes taxi drivers threaten legal action. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ten men are still in police custody as part of an investigation into sexual exploitation of children in Aylesbury. It's alleged to involve two pre-teenage girls over the course of seven years between 2005 and 2012. The men were arrested yesterday in a series of raids across Aylesbury and in Milton Keynes, Chesham and Buckingham. The police area commander for Aylesbury Vale, Ollie Wright, is urging other young victims to come forward. If you were a child suffering from this type of crime or, or you knew someone who was, then don't suffer in silence. Come forward and, and tell someone, whether that's the police, whether that's your teacher, but tell someone who can help. 
David Cameron is to chair a meeting of the government's emergency committee, COBRA, to discuss how to respond to a threat by Islamic State militants to kill a British hostage. The man is seen at the end of a video which appears to show a masked jihadi with an English accent beheading a second American captive, the journalist Stephen Sotlov. The family of the British hostage has asked for him not to be named. Taxi drivers are threatening to sue Milton Keynes Council for loss of trade. It follows the row over a convicted rapist being given a licence to drive a taxi, which led to the resignation of the mayor. Peter Kirkham from the Milton Keynes Taxi Association told this programme they want to reassure the public. Every driver that drives a taxi or a minicab in Milton Keynes should now have another enhanced report made of themselves just to make sure that the general public get to know that when they get in in a minicab or a taxi, that they are being driven by a fit and proper person. Campaigners are marching through Bedfordshire today as part of a national protest over the NHS. Meanwhile, proposals to downgrade either Bedford or Milton Keynes hospitals have been ruled out in a report due to be discussed later this month. A progress report on the Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes healthcare review says both district hospitals should retain their services. Dr Paul Hassan from the Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group says they have identified areas where they can improve. What has come out of the review very starkly and very clearly is that if we continue in Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group as we are, in three years' time we will be £25 million overspent and Bedford Hospital will be in a similar sort of position. We cannot afford to carry on as we are. The parents of a five-year-old British boy who is being treated for a brain tumour have been freed from prison in Spain after prosecutors abandoned their attempts to have the couple extradited. Brett and Nagme King were arrested on Saturday because they'd taken Asher out of hospital in Southampton against medical advice. In sports, Stevenage and Wickham are both out of the Johnston's Paint Trophy after 1-0 home defeats last night. Stevenage lost to Gillingham. Wickham lost to Coventry. The weather, mist and cloud clearing this morning to leave warm sunny spells, a maximum temperature 23 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. Showcasing the very best of beds, hearts and bucks with great guests, loads of advice and the music you love. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel and your stories. From seven. Mark Forrest. I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC local radio today on bbc three counties radio morning see and lee bbc three counties radio what a busy show we've got coming up child exploitation arrests in buckinghamshire elvis presley he was a bit rubbish and i've still got this i've got this twitchy leg thing and it's really oh i had it yesterday and it's not gone away leg feels it's full of energy, it wants to explode, it's bouncy, bouncy, bounce, bounce. How do I stop it? You can text 81333, start your text 3CR. You can email ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. But the best way to get in touch, of course, telephone in it. 08459 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. You flirting with one of the callers, Kat? Yeah, Dave Luton. 
I saw you in hysterics as you were on the telephone. What was Dave Lewis saying? Oh. <laughs> He's angry. Oh, is, um. so I met him with the usual seriousness. Okay, is he coming on? Yeah, of course oh, he is. Flipping it. Well, that's something to look forward. to. Do we know what time so people can prepare to go and make their breakfast? Then I reckon about ten minutes. Oh, oh gosh. Okay, lovely. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. If uh, you want to come on now. Ten men from Aylesbury, Milton Keynes, Buckingham and Chesham are still in police custody this morning after being arrested on suspicion of child exploitation. Thames Valley officers raided 11 addresses yesterday following complaints made by two two pre-teenage girls. The alleged abuse happened between 2005 and 2012. The Director for Children and Young People at Buckinghamshire County Council, Sue Imbriano, joins me now. Good morning, Sue. Good morning, Ian. Uh, Sue, now, your children's services were rated inadequate by Ofsted last month, suggesting uh-huh. it, it wasn't a priority for the council and was failing to protect children as effectively as it should. These arrests must come as a further blow. Ian, the report also identified a number of strengths. And this was a particular area, working with children who go missing and tracking children who are at risk of sexual exploitation, where Ofsted judged our arrangements to be particularly effective. And we have continually invested in this area of work because of its importance and continue so to do. And we work extremely closely with partners, particularly the police and the Buckinghamshire Service Are You Safe for children who are at risk, both young men and young women. So... I'm assuming then from that you were aware of these girls before these arrests were made, is that right? We work very closely and of course these things, these operations the police are engaged in with partners over a considerable time because one of the features you'll understand of these cases is the victims need considerable amounts of support to begin to give information that then can be taken forward because the most important thing in any of these cases is to bring the perpetrators to justice and that takes a considerable amount of time working with those victims. So when were you aware of them? You'll understand that I can't give any specific details in of this case because of the fact that it's under police investigation. So I don't wish to shirk those questions, but you will understand that there are things that can be said and can't be said at yeah. this point. No, no one's been charged yet. No, but you'll understand that we are working very closely with the police and we're very clear about what we can talk about in public. OK. What support would you offer someone in the position of these girls? We have, as I mentioned earlier, uh, a very effective service. Bernardo's offer, Are You Safe?, and they have an extremely uh, effective and successful track record in working with these young victims. Clearly, we have social workers, we work with police, so we have access to a range of services. If, for example, there are um, emotional or mental health issues, then we work very closely with Oxford Health. A whole range of services we can bring to bear to support these young people. Uh, And uh, do we know, are there other victims? Indeed, we don't know, and that's one of the things that um, all of the agencies who will be working with these young people will be looking to try and understand, because clearly we want to understand the full extent of any case that comes to our attention. So at this point in time, I'm not in a position to to be able to say Mm. that. We've heard some horrible stories uh, uh, over the past few weeks of of children's services uh, uh, and and councils letting young people down, even when they've spoken out. How would you reassure uh, people under your remit that that, that children's services won't let them down if they speak out? I think I would go back to reiterate that... um, We have worked particularly with um, the RU Safe, and we have a significant number of young people who have come forward. We have supported in this way. What I would say is that the most important thing is that everyone, and I stress that, 
everyone is aware and looking for these signs. So we particularly have a campaign, an ongoing campaign, to raise awareness, particularly for young people themselves, but for their friends, family members, and any professionals who might be working with them. For example, teachers. So we've got a, a running campaign where we put out information around the signs. We had a, a thunderclap campaign on Monday through the website, inviting people to join us, clicking onto various websites that said, this is what you should be looking for, and numbers available. And if I've got time, Ian, could I just give out a couple of numbers? Let's, let's save that for the end, Sue, so people Fine. have a chance to go and get a pen and paper if they want those. So, yes, we'll, we'll do that before the end. Uh, what about those young people who, who can't speak out for whatever reason? Are, 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 we confident, are you confident enough that they'll be spotted? Again, as I say, the most important thing we can do is to keep to raise awareness. And, and it is difficult. Mm. That's why we keep on and say these are the signs. And sometimes it's very difficult, particularly for family members, because some of the signs are consistent with what one might call sort of normal adolescent behaviour. So it is about being vigilant. It is about giving every opportunity for young people to come forward. And we particularly work with young people who perhaps might find it more difficult to come forward and talk about these things. So we are just trying every avenue we can to allow these young people to say what's happening to them. Well, I don't envy you your job. Good luck. Thank um, you. Uh, you had some phone numbers for us. What I are they? Indeed, Ian. There are two numbers, if I might. First of all, the County Council's first response team. And there's a telephone number, which is 0845 460 0001. And then a text number for the Are You Safe service, and that is 07546 075638. Sue, uh, good luck. Uh, let, let's, um, let's hope that this, this is the end of it, um, and, and let's see what happens. I really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you very much. That's uh, Director for Children and Young People at Buckinghamshire County Council, Sue Imbriano. Uh, and I don't, I don't envy her a job at all, to be honest. That, um not, not particularly, you know, it, it, kind of a no-win situation, really, to a certain extent, aren't you, really? It's, uh, people are always going to slip through the net. Uh, Peter's in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. Good morning, Peter. What would you like to say? I think we should stop faffing around on this subject. We should stop what? Subject. Faffing around faffing on around, this subject. Thank goodness, OK. Uh, because if they put the age of consent up to 18... Wouldn't work. ...and make time within Parliament to change the law... Wouldn't work. It, it, it would work. What would it do? It would make everyone who, who uh, has sexual uh, 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 intercourse or whatever yes. with younger people uh, yeah. guilty of breaking the law. Yeah, well, hang on, Peter, if they're having sex with uh, 15 year olds, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, these girls were pre teenage, yeah. they're still breaking the law. Yeah, even so, even so. No, but the, but so, so the law, so the law, is, now, there. The law is there, and they're breaking the law, and they don't yes, care. Yes, but now they, they they get the excuse, oh, well, we thought we were 16. Well, when you've got a woman of 18, she's, she's much more no, mature. I couldn't... Uh, do you know what? I would struggle to tell the difference between some 15-year-olds and some 18-year-olds. And that's not the point. The, 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 the raising, what you'd be doing by raising the age of consent to 18... I believe, Hello? I strongly believe that once, once people realise that yeah. the, the age of consent is 18 yeah. and there is a, a compulsory sentence yeah. for anyone committing a, a sexual act with a right. under 18, yeah. they go to prison. Well, can I, can, I, can I point out the huge flaw in your system? Yeah. You'd be criminal, criminalising loads of 16 and 17-year-olds. 
Well, ah. in, in, in that case, ah. that, that would be for a short period of time. Once it, once because we all know that there are kids doing it at sixteen, fifteen, fourteen. We know, so yeah, but, we but, know it's not right though. So we've got to do something to but, stop it. Well, but it isn't going to stop it. You're look, not going to stop randy kids who want to experiment. Look, and it, by by raising the age to eighteen, sixteen look, and seventeen year olds, you'll be criminalising them. Look. You you don't get anywhere by calling something, for instance, if you call something a Cobra, Cobra Committee, that don't get you anywhere. Oh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I, chuckle is not the right word, but I did raise an eyebrow that there's some poor fella over in Iraq or whatever it is, is about to have his head chopped off, so so David Cameron calls a Cobra Committee meeting. Well, yeah, what's that going to do? What's that going to do? No action, I don't I, think. I bet ISIS are terrified of that. <laughs> yeah, well, this this lot, this lot with, with the sexual... Consent. Yes. It's really got. America has it, and it's quite effective. No, I don't think. That, well, it's different in different states. I don't think the age of consent is eighteen in most of America. I think it's sixteen. I think it's in some places it's lower. In some places, isn't it fifteen? Yeah. Some. I mean, they're different. The difference within their, their states. Yeah. Peter. But, but I do think you, you've got to do something radical because okay. it's not changing. Peter, thank you very much indeed. It wouldn't work. You can give us a call if you think it might. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. You just be criminalising even more kids. And hey, guess what? Paedophiles don't care about the law, obviously, because they're having sex with young kids, so they don't care. Catherine, let's uh, a quantum leap, please, to uh, Elvis Presley, the overrated king of rock and roll. Yeah, it really did, and you uh, prompted quite a lot of anger, and we'll hear some of that anger yeah, on the El- line from Elvis fans. Come on, guys. Uh, Steve is co- contacting us from hospital to support you. Hey, st- there's a there's a man. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's I don't know if he's dying. I don't know. I hope he's not. I hope, I hope he's, not. Steve, get well soon, mate. Um, but. Even sick people support me. He says, at last, someone has finally had the guts to say Elvis was rubbish. I yep. never liked him. People yep. just say they liked him because the press hype him up. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Capital yeah. letters. Why? Why? Says Steve from his... Maybe... No, it doesn't say he's in hospital. It just says from his hospital bed. And maybe well, maybe he owns one. Maybe he's got one at home. Luxury. Ian, you hit the nail on the head with the overrated original karaoke singer. Which ones did he actually write? Yeah. Probably better not to keep mentioning that he was... Okay. He did get involved with a 14-year-old yeah, girl. Yeah, he said that's been removed from history by his fans. How ironic his daughter... Oh, OK, uh, yeah. okay. math in hands. Math in ha- very rarely that I agree with math, and very rarely that we have to censor uh, math's texts quite so much. We do censor them, but uh, maybe censor. not to that extent. <laughs> I mean, we've got two of the sentences out there, math. I hope you're satisfied. <laughs> I hope that's fulfilled you. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Let's get the travel news now. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Building up at the moment on the Great North Road, just to the Black Cat roundabouts as those major roadworks are continuing there. Rather slow moving on the speed sensors on the M25 heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also queuing anti-clockwise between 18 at Chorleywood and Junction 16 for the M40. On camera it's looking quite slow at the moment on the Barnet Bypass heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus and queuing at the moment on the North Orbital Road just off the M25. Disruption on London Midland between London Euston and Birmingham New Street. That's due to those overhead line problems. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Nicola. 
7.16. It's uh, Wednesday the 3rd of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Ten men are still in police custody as part of an investigation into sexual exploitation of children in Aylesbury. David Cameron will chair a meeting of the government's emergency COBRA committee later today to discuss the threat made by Islamic State militants to kill a British hostage. And taxi drivers are threatening to sue Milton Keynes Council for loss of trade following the row over a convicted rapist being given a licence to drive a cab in the new city. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a town, not a city. Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... BBC Three Counties Radio. I've got some great interviews coming up. He was in the trenches in, in France and he was shot. We both look at each other in amazement and can't believe how far we've come with the company and we love it. We love every day that we do the cakes. Nick Coffer. We're telling people, go out and find about your family story and come back and pay tribute to them in, in a way that is a living, breathing legacy. Got a strong local link, hasn't it? A strong local link. Amy Merritt, she's originally from New Zealand, now settled in Buckinghamshire. Nick Coffer. I think it could be brilliant. Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Very busy on the phones this morning. Well, so far, we've had a suggestion that we should uh, rage the uh, rage? Uh, raise the age of consent to 18, as that would stop people having sex to kids. Well, um, yeah, wouldn't work. No one's got... Dave, have you called in about my twitchy leg? No, I'm not. Can I tell you something, Dave? No, go yet. Do you know what amazes me? No, you start about this looting business. Do you not think that's amazing? (laughs) Shut it, pal, right? Your name is Dave Luton. No, he's Dave from Luton. Right, so that makes it even more amazing. Your name is Dave Dave from Luton, and you are, get this, from Luton. Look. If you moved to Stevenage, would you change your name? Excuse me. To Stephen from Luton. You've got the audacity this morning to tell us all... Were your parents... Were you, were you, hang on, Dave, in a second. A Dave, were you, were you born in Luton? Yes. And were your parents born in Luton? No. Where, where were your parents born? One, one was born in yeah. Wales and the other was born in Reading. And is that why they moved to Luton? For what reason? No, what? my dad moved from to go to de Havilland's, the airport people, because right. he was an aircraft fitter. So it was a coincidence that he moved to Luton and that was his name? No, he, no. no. He, he, we, we came to Luton. He, they yeah. came to Luton. Because of his name, or was that just a coincidence? Well, look, you've got the audacity to sell us all on this radio today. If he's got off his radio, he's a nig... You want to be careful when you go out the studios today, pal. If you haven't got women there, they're going to string you up in the ghoulies, hang you up about Elvis Presley. Listen, if it wasn't for that Elvis Presley, this music of this day wouldn't be around. Are you listening? And this bit is right. He made more records than... Elvis Presley, um, sorry, the Beatles, Cliff Richards put together. And you're overrated. What about the Beatles, Cliff Richards? Come on, pal. Haven't you got the guts to come and talk to me about Elvis Presley? No, you ain't got the guts to come and talk to me on it. (laughs) Yeah, that's right, pal. You can do. 
What about, oh, come on. Oh, did you know Elvis Presley? I met him. Ask Justin, did he ever come to this country? Justin will tell you the story. He didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. He come he come disguised into this country. No, he didn't. In '68. Oh, yes, he did, mate. No, he, di- no, he didn't. I'm telling you. No, he didn't. Ask Justin. No, he didn't. Who took him around London? But you. You. No. Ask Justin who did. No, no one did, mate. Cause it didn't happen. I I shook hands with Elvis Presley oh. at USA Airport, both the chick sands. He came on a pri- private plane. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the fact about Mr. Elvis Presley, mate, the best singer on this earth, will always be, has always been. Bye bye, dipstick. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. And I don't like it very much Oh no, oh no He swallowed my toe, he swallowed my toe Oh gee, oh gee He's up to my knee, he's up to my knee Oh fiddle, oh fiddle He's reached my middle, he's reached my middle Oh heck, oh heck He's up to my neck, he's up to my neck Oh dread, oh dread He swallowed my... Oh, I was going to hit a little jingle there, but uh, it turns out the, the jingle machine isn't working. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, onto a story we've been talking about all week. The former mayor of Milton Keynes claims he's been made a scapegoat after it emerged a taxi driver he vouched for personally had committed a series of brutal rapes in the 90s. Now, we've been trying to contact uh, former Mayor Soban Shafiq since the story broke, but we've had no success so far. According to local newspapers, he's been unaw- he'd been unaware of the cabbie's criminal past and the way licences are granted in Milton Keynes is rotten. Well, Katrina Morris is a Conservative Milton Keynes councillor who's chaired meetings of the regulatory subcommittee over the past 18 months. Morning, Katrina. Good morning. Is, uh, is Mr Shafiq right that the process is rotten? Um, I think the policy is, is perfectly strong. Uh, the process within the committees that I've chaired, um, although they're, they're private, they're uh, not open to the press or the public, uh, they're very detailed, lots of information is discussed, uh, and I feel fairly confident in the decisions, certainly, that I've been involved in. How do, and, and we need to stress, you, weren't, um, you didn't sit on the committee that granted this uh, particular driver his licence. How do, how do these meetings work? What's, what's kind of the, the process? Um, they're a subcommittee of three members from the regulatory committee, uh, and one person chairs it. As I say, it's in private. Uh, you have the person applying for a licence. You have a legal officer. You have an officer there who looks after the uh, taxi licensing department. And then if that person applying for the licence wants to bring anybody with them as support or, or whatever, then they can do that. Uh, we obviously have an agenda, which is a, a confidential document, but has all the details in it about the application for the driver, uh, their DBS, which is, used to be called CRBs. Everything is in that pack, and it's discussed in great detail anything about that uh, licence holder, because at the end of the day, as a panel of three members, we have to decide whether the first person is fit and proper to be a taxi driver, so we need all of that information. Katrina, how on earth could someone, and again, I don't want to go into the details of this chap's attack, because it was flipping out, a really violent, horrible sexual assault, uh, a series of assaults, how could someone with that criminal past get a, a, a licence to drive taxis? Uh, I don't know. It's beyond me. Uh, at the end of the day, 
all of that information would have been available. It seems it just seems very odd to me. And also, uh, uh, the former mayor, uh, Saban Shafiq, vouched for this driver, Mr. Kiani. Should that? Do, what's the influence there? Does the, would that have swayed the committee at all? Um, again, I've, I've sat on committees where people have come and vouched for somebody, and clearly you listen to them. It's very important that you listen to them. You challenge them as well. You ask them questions. But at the end of the day, it's the, the decision of the three members mm. with all of the information in front of them. Have you ever sat on a committee in which uh, Mr Shafiq has vouched for a taxi driver with a criminal conviction? Uh, yes. What was the driver's offence? Uh, I don't remember. Um, I'm, I'm very clear on, on those sorts of things. I, I move on from that, but I know that we decided the person wasn't fit and proper. Uh, we didn't give them the licence. Uh, was it a sexual offence? Um, honestly, can't remember, but they're not, they weren't fit and proper, so uh, one could imagine it possibly was. OK. Uh, Stuart Burke and Gladstone Mackenzie have resigned from their permi- uh, positions on the committee over this. Should they step down as councillors as well? Again, I think, as the others have been saying, it's kind of, it's a matter for them. I know, you know, in our group, if if that had happened, I would suspect we would be being expected to resign. Um, it is a matter for individual councillors, uh, and it's it's something they need to look at their own conscience, I suppose. Do you think, Katrina, because I was, I was saying earlier on, it's only just dawned on me today, in my naivety, that me getting into the back of a cab on my own is a completely different experience for uh, what I imagine most women getting into the back of a cab on their own. Do you think that on these kind of licensing committees that we need more women to to speak up? Um, It's interesting, isn't it, how women have reacted to this and and some men have reacted differently. Mm. Um, I I mean, I have a 15-year-old daughter. I think when I'm doing these licences, I think to myself... Would I allow my daughter to be in the back of the cab with this person? And and the vast percentage of taxi drivers, yes, I would. But clearly there's some that, you know, I wouldn't. And in my case, they then don't, they don't get a licence. But you're right. I think um, females may have a slightly different perspective. And, of course, often you're getting a cab at late night, male or female. You've had a few beers. And therefore you're in slightly more of a vulnerable position as Mm. well. Uh, uh, finally, Katrina, we know uh, uh, that there are still several uh, drivers with criminal records, one with a, a, a sexual uh, offences history, driving around in Milton Keynes. Would you feel safe allowing your, your daughter to get into one of the, uh, to get into a Milton Keynes cab? I would. The, the vast majority are absolutely fine. Um, and, yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I, I, this is the thing we've been trying to stress t- today in the last couple of days, that it is, uh, it's such a tiny minority of drivers. It, it, the, the majority of them are, you know, decent people trying to earn a few quid. And also you have to remember that although they're talking about there being a few out there with criminal convictions, there may well be people who have a, a very minor, mm. you know, from 20 years ago, and actually, you know, people are allowed to move on with their lives and earn money and, and all the rest of it. It's it absolutely dependent on what sort of a was. We're hearing this morning uh, that the, the other cabbies are, are feeling uh, upset by the way this has been handled by the council, but looking at the possibility of legal action. Are they right to feel let down? Um, I think so, in a way, because they go through a, a rigorous um, you know, interview and whatever to become uh, a taxi driver, and they would expect everybody else to go through the same. And there's presumably some out there who've had them refused. Mm who are feeling a little unhappy about it. Katrina, thanks very much for your time this morning. It's uh, Katrina Morris, Conservative Milton Keynes Councillor, chaired meetings of the Regulatory Subcommittee, wasn't part of the panel um, that uh, allowed the uh, the serial rapist to get a licence.
08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us uh, a call. We're also talking about Elvis Presley. We've got some comments about the Elvis on Facebook, have we, Kath? Is, is anybody... Um, Let's have a look on the Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CI really is one of the top social networks of the day. Well, the top two, I'd say. Definitely the top two. One of the top two... Uh, In the top three, before MySpace... Oh, poor Tom from MySpace. I liked him. He was yeah. a handsome guy. He was, he was a real person as well. Yeah. He wasn't handsome. He was, well, yeah. He was like uber geek. I kind of liked that. Really? That worked for you, didn't it? Still not as overrated as the Beatles, says Graham Rose of Elvis. Tosh, says David Bride, uh, Brider. The Beatles were great. Oh, it's kicking off. Oh, Elvis versus the Beatles. It always comes down to Elvis versus... The, if, you, if you lock um, a group of men in a room for six years... Like, I don't know, Grant, I'm, I'm saying this, that in Guantanamo, yeah, I know, that, that, that they'll end up arguing about Elvis versus the Beatles. They you probably reckon? won't be in Guantanamo, actually, but... No, other fish to fry there. Yep. John Holland, Piffle, what about that bus film where they went on holiday? I don't think that was Elvis. That, no, <laughs> I got that a little bit wrong. Yeah, nowhere near as good as our Tom, says Uncle Sam Saunders. Oh. Tom Jones. Yeah. Is, is that Tom? They were good friends, weren't they? Is that his Tom, Uncle? Must be. Yeah. Uh, Damien Scott, I'm with Ian, definitely overrated. He wasn't a very good actor either. He Ooh, was double double prong. He was a terrible actor. Elvis Presley, what a load of old guff. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's looking a little bit slow at the moment on the sensors on the M1 at Luton Spur between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport. So far the M25 looking rather slow between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also queuing at the moment anti-clockwise between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and Junction 16 for the M40. And on camera the Barnet Bypass is looking heavy heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. There is disruption on London Middle trains between London Euston and Birmingham New Street and that's due to some overhead line problems. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Ten men are still in police custody as part of an investigation into sexual exploitation of children in Aylesbury. It's alleged to involve two pre-teenage girls over the course of seven years between 2005 and 2012. David Cameron will chair a meeting of the government's emergency COBRA committee later today to discuss the threat made by Islamic State militants to kill a British hostage. And taxi drivers are threatening to sue Milton Keynes Council for loss of trade following the row over a convicted rapist being given a licence to drive a cab in the new city. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Stevenage and Wickham are both out of the Johnston's Paint Trophy after 1-0 home defeats last night. Stevenage lost at home to Gillingham, whilst Gareth Ainsworth's Wickham went down to Coventry. It was a good performance, worked hard, no injuries. Uh, hopefully, I think Aaron Holloway came off with very sore hamstrings, which uh, we're going to have to manage him. We might have left him five minutes longer than he should have. And Matt McClure got a dead leg, so they're, they're recoverable by Saturday. And, and this is big for me because it's such a small squad, but... We were the better team and unfortunate not to be uh, taking penalties, maybe, at least. MK Dons and Luton had first-round buys and will be in Saturday's second-round draw. Elsewhere, Watford's technical director, Gianluca Nani, has resigned in the wake of the appointment of new head coach Oscar Garcia. England play their first game since the World Cup disappointment with a friendly against Norway at Wembley tonight. Everton's John Stones will make his first start, but new Arsenal signing Danny Welbeck is unlikely to feature following a minor injury. Alistair Cook's 
says he'll battle on as England's one-day cricket captain despite suffering another series defeat. India's nine-wicket win at Edgbaston yesterday opened up a 3-0 series lead with just one match left. Former England spinner Graham Swan has urged Cook to focus on the test side. We need Alistair Cook as a confident, buoyant captain to win back the Ashes because that's what we really want to do. We're not going to win this World Cup. So, you know, if that means Alistair Cook doesn't play and just get youngsters in who are brought up on one-day cricket and willing to play a very aggressive and vibrant game, we might not do any better in this World Cup, but down the road, four years down the line, we may have the start of a team that can actually win it. And in tennis, Andy Murray faces Novak Djokovic later in the quarterfinals of the US Open. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Lots to talk about this morning, from the serious to the ridiculous. We've been talking about uh, these people who've been arrested um, over uh, uh, child sex offences uh, in this region. We had a call from Peter suggesting that we uh, raise the age of consent to eighteen. Well, that's just insane. That would work on literally no level whatsoever. You'd be criminalising teenagers. And that's not going to stop paedophiles because, hey, um, uh, yeah, guess what? You know it's illegal to have sex with kids anyway. So they're not going to be bothered by it. There's the serious. Or another serious thing, and I'm just going to throw this out there, and I'm hoping that none of you will phone in on this. There's an odd way to start a phone-in topic. I'm hoping none of you phone in and say you've done this. Okay, There are videos floating around of um, uh, American journalists being beheaded. That's a better way of phrasing, isn't it? Of course. Um, in Iraq, ISIS, ISIL, is whatever they're called these days, uh, beheading people. Uh, why, why would anyone watch them? Why would anyone click on a link knowing it was a video of someone being beheaded? What, wh- why would you do that? Now, I'm putting it out there because there may be one or two of you that have watched these videos. If you have, or if you know someone who has... Or if you, you haven't, but you could be curious about... Could you give me a call and explain it to me, please? 08459 455 555. Too serious, one ridiculous. Elvis Presley, load of old rubbish, just. No. Yay! No. And secondly, I am very scared this morning because um, I'm in Milson Keynes. Yep. And to be quite honest with you, I am being stalked this morning. What? I am worried for my own health and safety. What, what's happened, mate? Well, at 10 to 7, you sent me out on this. You said Elvis Presley, was he overrated? Well, well of course he wasn't. He's but, rubbish, uh, yeah. He's rubbish. I went out to speak to people on the streets. Yep. Um, when I came back to the branded BBC Three Counties radio car... That's a great vehicle. ...on the window was this Elvis Christmas album 1970 somebody had been watching me they'd watched me walk away from the car when I came back to the car I promise you hand on heart I've got the picture to prove this somebody had gone home to their record collection they put the record they put the record there yeah the record's here oh I thought you meant they'd left a note or something no there there is a a vinyl album the 1970 Elvis Christmas album Uh, the record's still in it side one blue Christmas silent night white Christmas rubbish rubbish. Santa Claus is back in town rubbish all rubbish (laughs) I'll be home for Christmas but side yeah. Too though, yeah, um, if every day was like Christmas, yeah, be rubbish. here comes Santa Claus. Rubbish. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. Rubbish. Santa, bring my baby back. Rubbish. And by request, this one, track five, side two, Mama liked the roses. 
by request. What do you mean by request? That's what it says on the front of the album. By who's, request. Who's requested it on an <laughs> Elvis for your next record? Could you do Mama Like the Roses, please? I don't <laughs> It's what it says on the album. Wowzers. Somebody has been watching me, and that was a quick turnaround as well, to, to, to go home, to get the vinyl, to put it on my car. I was only away from the car Gosh. for ten minutes. If you are that person... Yeah. Come and Shame talk to on me you. right now. Oh. I want to know who you are. Okay, all right. You, you have taken this to the streets, Justin. Mm. Uh, I, I think I'm going to be pretty happy with this. Really? Yeah, I think most people are going to agree with me. He's rubbish. <laughs> so have you had much backup in the last, what, 30 minutes or so? Yeah, yeah, we've had loads of texts and calls on it. Really? Well, I, d- I don't think we've had... We've had loads of texts, haven't we, Kath? Uh, we've had a fair few texts, mostly of support. They're not coming on to support you, though. Shall I, shall I show you how bad Elvis is? What? Sorry, What? <laughs> What are they doing? I'm saying they're not coming on to support no, you. No, that's because they've got busy lives. They're worried. Have a listen. This is how rubbish Elvis is, right? Have a listen. Hey, everybody, gather round. Listen to that bongo sound. Yeah. Grab the first one in your reach. <laughs> now we're gonna shake the beach. Now we're gonna shake the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the clam, do the clam. Grab hey, your foot, baby, by the hand. I really like this. Sorry. Turn and tease, hug and squeeze. You like it? I do. Dig right in and do the clam. It's kitsch. Oh, it's all, but he, he invented rock and roll, allegedly. It's rubbish, isn't it, Justin? He just puts a smile on my face. By the way... Sorry? Uh, <laughs> by the way, somebody here at Milson Keynes, yep. um, they know somebody who named their son oh, no. after Elvis. Not Elvis, no. They named him Presley. Oh, that's so chavvy. No. That is... Oh, I feel, actually feel nauseous. Social services? Welcome to 2014, bad boy. My sister's cat's called Elvis. Yeah, cat you can call Elvis. Calling your son Presley? <laughs> oh, that is disgusting. It's wonderful. So, what um, did they Ian? say on the streets, Just? Yeah, I took it to the streets asking people your ridiculous question. Elvis Presley, was he overrated? Um, some people got uh, quite angry about this. Here's what people had to say. Did you just stop people with quiffs and sideburns? No, no. The, the, this, this has gone right the way across the board from uh, mature, let's say, to uh, youngsters wearing hoodies getting the official word on the streets. So oh. uh, here's what happened. So listen. Raymond, um, you've heard about Ian Lee's comments this morning about Elvis. Um, you're not happy about them, are you? No, he, overrated. he, he, he said he's overrated, but I don't think he was. I wasn't a great fan of his, but I liked a lot of his music. Will you be writing to the BBC to, to make a complaint about this? Well, I may well do. Uh, yeah, I may well do. Okay, thank you very much. All right, thank you. Barry, Ian Lee and his comments about Elvis Presley. Incredibly, you agree with them. Absolutely. What is going on here? Absolutely. I was born in 1948, so I grew up with Elvis Presley. I still think he's rubbish. Why is he rubbish? Couldn't yes. sing, couldn't dance. Get in there, right place, the right time. You and me are going to fall out. Take care, mate. Have a good one. Frank, Ian Lee, and his comments on Elvis Presley this morning. You've heard them driving into work. Come on, what's your thoughts? You should be careful coming out of that building today, because I think people will be waiting for him. You reckon? Yeah, well, yeah. You can't, you can't knock Elvis, can you? Yeah. You can't do that. He's the king. How can he do that? I mean, on a scale of one to ten, just how angry are you? Oh, 24. <laughs> <laughs> He's really got you going this morning, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, you can't knock Elvis. One of the greatest of all times. How can he do that? And just last, you say that there's probably going to be a gang of people outside the building. Are you going to be part of that gang? No. <laughs> no. Dale, good morning to you. Let's, um, let's get the word on the street. Um, street-looking guy, got the hoodie on this morning. Well, what's your favourite sort of music? Who's your favourite artiste? Uh, Eminem. Eminem. OK. Um, Elvis Presley. Overrated? 
What do you think? I won't listen to him. Why? Uh, old style music, isn't it? What's wrong with old style music? It's obviously for other people. I mean, what if Eminem came out with a, with a new track and he was rapping over a, an Elvis Christmas song? I bet you'd buy that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I'd done the... Um, he'd done a song with... What song was it? I don't know, you tell me. Um, oh, I can't remember what song it was. It wasn't a great song, though, that he covered. Yeah. Okay. So if, if Eminem did a bit of Elvis, you'd be in there like a rocket? Yeah, if it was an Eminem style. Okay. Take care, boss. Have a great day, yeah? Cheers. Thanks for the word on the street. No worries. Most people agree with me. No, no, well, sadly they don't. Statistically, no. they no, do. Mate. No, some bloke in a hoodie who likes Eminem is yeah. clearly going to agree with you, but uh, the word on the street, sadly, is that no, uh, no, it wasn't. people don't agree, no. and that first man, Raymond, will be making an official complaint to the BBC about your views Tim, on the King of Rock and Roll. Tim has tweeted something very, very interesting. Mm. If Elvis is that good, how come 99% of the world can do a convincing impression? Hashtag overrated. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you this, that uh, most people cannot do a convincing Elvis impression. You You've can't. only got to see a few of them to realise that. I've seen you have a pop, you can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Justin, I tried it and I failed. Thank you very much indeed. I, Catherine, I'm reminded that when I spent three months in Pakistan, there was a young lad who I hung out with, and his name escapes me. He was absolutely delightful. And they're very westernised. There were three, three lads I was hanging out with. And they are very westernised. One of them had never heard of Elvis Presley. Oh. Never heard of Elvis. The others had, but I, El, 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 never heard of him. Imagine having that uh, wonderful musical hole in your knowledge. Sorry? I'm just imagining it. Okay, okay. You could have imagined it with words. Oh. Uh, there it is, the hole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Phillips in South Norwood. Oh, good morning, Ian. He's yeah. rubbish, isn't he? Yeah, Ian, was, that, was Justin talking to somebody in a hoodie? A hoodie! Yeah, I thought, I thought it might be. Yeah, Cut yep. the facts about Elvis. Did you know he appeared in a film with his mum? No. Yes, he did. Loving you, he, go, he goes down in the audience in one of his concerts, and his mother oh. is sitting... You can see it when you watch the film. Yeah, I won't. Sitting just... Oh, well, anyway... I'm and, too busy to, to and, waste 90 minutes of my life watching and, these rubbish films. And the, other, the second thing about Elvis, did you know that the first girl to kiss Elvis on screen went into a convent and she's still there. Blimey. Well, there you go, you see. She's kept it kept it precious. Oh, yeah, I mean, actually, actually it was because I mean, she's a very good actress, Dolores Hart. Yeah. And obviously made a, she did King Creole with him as well as Loving You. Yeah. And uh, she decided that she wanted he, to... He, he, he was an all right singer. Oh, okay. he was good. I'm, no, I'm a bit. no. He was all right, but he was a terrible actor. Oh, no. Come off it, Ian. There was a couple... There were several films. Name one good Elvis film. Oh, well, all right, I will. I must admit, for personally, I like Loving You because I think it's a very good film, got great songs, good Rubbish. stories. Rubbish. Schm- Schmaltzy rubbish. Next. Oh, well, no, I mean, another one that I like, that, you know, when people are going to say, oh, load of rubbish, Kissing Cousins. Thank you very that. much, Philip. You've, kissing Cousins. Is that the film where he plays two Elvis yeah. Presleys? Yeah, he plays. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. He's just named a film as an example of good acting where Elvis plays two people. No, I don't think so. I like those films. No, I, I do like those films, actually. <laughs> um, and I bet that one's got some charm about it, but no. It, yeah. Elvis was a terrible actor. Terrible oh. actor. Wasn't no. there for the acting, though, was he? He was like the Robbie Williams of his day, wasn't he? No, sexier. Harry Styles. <laughs> oh. Harry Styles. That's um, a One Direction uh, reference, yeah? It is, yeah, for the youth. Got it, got it. No, he was rubbish. Uh, Neil on Twitter, what do you know about music? Obviously nothing. And he's done two sad faces, emoticons. Uh, Mags O'Donnell says, I massively disagree. Hashtag Elvis is a legend. How anyone can say he was overrated is talking pants. Hashtag IMO. Hashtag Elvis. Well, anybody who uses three hashtags in one tweet is obviously a complete and utter plum. Or Justin. 
Or Justin. He likes a hashtag. Yeah. I've had a tweet through to myself. Oh, yeah. I'm starting to break through. Go on. The tweeters. What's, the what's, your, what's your, your Twitter name? Let's oh, plug it. It's 3CRK. I got it wrong. Uh, this is a, a text that's through to the 3CR. And oh. it's, it's directed at me. Okay. So okay. Well, do you, is, it's it, about you. Oh, blimey. I'm going to read it. Oh. How about Elvis's recording One Night With You? Just help, be- just can't help believing, just to name a couple. Is there any romance in Ian? I said just can't help believing. That was one of the five. Do you think it's a beautiful song? Yeah, I think it's a great song. Uh, th- what th- about One Night With You? Like you're, that one? You're in the 1%. <laughs> Kelly. Can I plug my Twitter? Um, I'd rather you didn't. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 heading anti-clockwise is queuing at the moment just around Junction 25 for Enfield. That's just heading through the roadworks area there. Also rather slow heading anti-clockwise between Junction 19 at Watford and Junction 16 for the M40. In Watford Exchange Road's looking rather busy on the speed sensors just around Upton Road. And the A10, the Great Cambridge Road, that's looking heavy between Ballsmore Lane and Southbury Road. And the Barnet Bypass on camera looking heavy between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. And the M40 heading northbound, that's looking quite slow from the A40 um, to the M25. And disruption on London Midland trains between London Euston and Birmingham New Streets due to some overhead line problems. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. 7.45, Wednesday the 3rd of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Ten men are still in police custody as part of an investigation into sexual exploitation of children in Aylesbury. David Cameron will chair a meeting of the government's emergency COBRA committee later today to discuss the threat made by Islamic State militants to kill a British hostage. And taxi drivers are threatening to sue Milton Keynes Council for loss of trade following the row over a convicted rapist being given a licence to drive a cab. Coming up, we'll have more of your calls, but before that, let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. There's a bit of mist and fog out there this morning, reducing visibility quite considerably in some places, so a bit of extra care needed. There's low cloud as well, so it's quite a grey morning, but it's not going to stay this way. This mist will lift, and also the cloud will start to break. How long helped along by this easterly breeze? We should get some decent sunny spells really by the end of the morning and into the afternoon. Uh, some decent sunshine and the temperature getting warm as well, looking at a maximum of 22, maybe even 23 Celsius. It's a nice end to the day as well. The cloud pretty much disappears. Appears. So blue sky and sunshine this evening, but then means a chilly first half of the night. That clear sky means it will be cooler at first, but then it's a repeat performance of last night. The cloud moving in from the east with it, a bit of mist and fog as well. Minimum temperature, rural spots 12 inside of towns and cities uh, getting up to around 13, 14 Celsius or dropping down, I should say. For tomorrow, it's a similar start. We've got some clouds, some mist and fog, but that will lift. We'll get some sunny spells and the temperature again staying in the low 20s. That's your forecast. Every weekday morning from nine, Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Lots to discuss. Do you agree with her? Do you think she speaks a lot of sense? With the biggest questions. Should Muslim women be allowed to wear the veil in court? And is it fair to only give people this kind of benefit for three months? And the biggest opinions. I'd like to hear from you. I feel strongly because... Children should be taught in a structured way. You know, there's nothing better in life than real-life experience. Don't be patronising. Excuse me, I'm talking sorry. There's two words here. Common sense. When I'm pet hate. I feel really strongly about it. We're talking about that. I agree with you. The JVS Show. Weekdays from 9 on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. A group of mums are walking through Bedfordshire today in protest at what they claim is the destruction of the NHS. They arrived in the three counties yesterday evening as they recreate the route taken by the Jarrow Crusade marches in 1936. The group is due to continue into Hertfordshire tomorrow before finishing their march in London at the weekend. Well, we can speak to one of the women now. Uh, Rahina Azam is a co-founder of the march. Good morning, Rahina. Good morning. Why did you decide to organise this march? We're a group of mums from, as you say, northeast of England, Darlington, and we were just really concerned in terms of what was happening to our NHS, and uh, we felt it was our civic duty to raise awareness. What do you think is happening to the NHS? Well, we know certainly over the last couple of years we've seen billions of pounds worth of services being put into the private sector. We know it takes longer to get an appointment with the GP and we certainly know that services have either been rationed or have been closing down right across the country. Uh, the government arguing, uh, the implication there, Rohina, is that you're saying that the, the, the NHS is being privatised. The government would say that's not the case. Well, we know it's £12.5 billion worth of services. I mean, there's a billion pounds worth of services of all the people services in Cambridge that's been put into the private sector. So, you know, I would say that if services have been put into the private sector, they are being privatised. There are people from different uh, professions and backgrounds involved in this march. How did you all get together? Um, well, like I said, we're just a group of mums from Darlington, and we were really keen to... Um, bring to the public's attention what was happening to our NHS and I think what we've certainly found, we've been marching now for 18 days, thousands of people have joined us en route and they've shared their stories and I think what's clearly, you know, what's coming across quite clearly is that people really care about their NHS and the diversity, it just adds to why, why people have different perspectives on it. Uh, and you're, you're marching the Jarrow route, why, why is that so significant for you? A group of mums from the North East, we have strong uh, connections with Jarrow and, you know, we're of the view that the Jarrow Crusade is probably what, what led to the creation of a National Health Service and we wanted to do something very strong, very symbolic um, and very much wanting to bring communities together and the last 18 days have been tremendous. Um, the generosity of local people, we're actually staying in a local Methodist church uh, last night in Bedford and I think that kind of demonstrates just how um, strong communities have come together behind this march. And what are you hoping to achieve? Because it's unlikely you're going to change any policy, isn't it? Well, we, we'd like to think we will change policy. We want the government and the politicians to just pause and listen. You can't ignore thousands of people people that are marching and what we want the government to do is halt the privatisation you know what we want is to be given the opportunity to have our say about how we want our NHS services to be delivered so yes we do want the politicians to listen and that's why we're marching all the way to London and have you got any meetings with with David Cameron or any politicians lined up when you get there um, we have invited and we have asked to speak to Mr Cameron, um, the uh, Jeremy Hunt, who's the Secretary of State for Health. Um, unfortunately, they haven't responded to us, um, but we will keep requesting uh, until we get there on Saturday. Rahana, best of luck with the rest of your walk. Thank you very much for joining us today. Rahana Azam, co-founder of The March. Interesting. Uh, she said that thousands of people can't be ignored. I refer you, Your Honour, to uh, the uh, march against the war in Iraq about 12 years ago. A million people? 
But uh, but well done for doing something. We're talking about these um, these beheading videos that are circulating. Why would anybody, in their right mind, watch a video of someone's humiliating end, someone's last moments while they are being beheaded? What what on earth? would possess someone to do such a thing and what could you expect to get out of it? Richard's on the line. Morning, Richard. Morning, Ian. You watched it, did you? Um, not the one you're talking about, but I have watched one in the past. Um, I, saw, I saw the um, the video of Ken Bigley, which was probably about ten years ago. Yeah, it was something like that, wasn't it? Uh, which was, um, you know, a couple of years following like the um, like 9-11, when everything was quite high profile. But, uh, Why did you watch it? Out of curiosity, I mean, I was, I was quite... I was probably, I was probably about 19 when it, when it happened. Um, and it was the first sort of like high profile sort of like case and everything that I've heard, I heard of. I've never heard of sort of like headings and things like that in the news before and suddenly it was it was all over the news all in the papers saying that there was a, a video of um yeah someone that's been executed and as soon as it was saying that there's a, a video that's been posted online curiosity got better, the better of me and i i, I sought to, to find it to, to watch the video um, now if, if i'd have been if i if the internet had been around when i'd been a teenager i would have looked at all kinds of things i'm going to say something and i'm not having a pop at you i just remember being 19 years old did you watch it? This is going to sound really insensitive, but I'm going to say, did you watch it because you thought it might be a bit of a laugh? I didn't watch it because I thought it would be a bit of a laugh. Um, I, I, I watched it because I wanted to get like a true feeling about what actually happened. I mean, if it, for, for me at that time, it was like reading something in the paper or something on, on, on TV, never really hit it home. Um, what I was saying to Kelly before I the was um, we've all seen like horror movies and things like that where you can you're not part of it you know you're just sitting there watching a, like a, a film and you're you're uh, disjointed from from a complete because you know it's not real where the experience I got from this was completely different um, it really horrified me actually and um, to this day it still sort of like embeds images uh, which I'll never truly be able to get rid of what was your what was your can you remember your your how you were feeling as as you watched it and you realized just how horrific it was um i i, I remember my sort of uh, whole body sort of um i don't know almost getting tighter um as i was watching it it was like a, a real sort of like um horrible experience and i remember actually when, when i when i went to sort of like turn, turn the, the video off uh, my other hand was actually sort of like Gripping onto my onto my neck from where I was just so, so horrified watching it because it because it it, it made it so real. Um, it, it it's an experience which, and it might sound funny, that I'm I am glad that I done it. Um, and the reason being is because I wouldn't be able to feel that way or know truly know just how bad it is. Um, it's very difficult. To no, it's, it's fascinating. I, I, listen, I really appreciate your honesty. I, I'm, I'm so glad you've called in because I'm not having a go at you. I'm, I'm struggling to get. Mad. I, I was going to ask if you regretted it. You obviously don't. I, I don't. I, I regret it. In, I, I regret it in a sense where you know it's something that I, I, I'll always remember. But mm. at the same time, that, that it's, it's, it's a good thing in, in a way. But it's not a good thing that someone got beheaded. Don't, don't get me wrong. 
Um, but the, the, the fact that something like that that's so horrific, um, it, it, it really puts a different slant on everything that you, that you read. Everything that goes on sort of like in the Middle East and everything, it, it, yeah, it just gives it another sort of like uh, realistic um, view, really. Would you do it again? I wouldn't do it again, no. I wouldn't do it again. Richard, a brilliant call. I really appreciate that. Thank you, mate. No problem. Cheers. Cheers. There we go. Gosh, I didn't think we'd get any. We got him as a young lad. And do you know what? He, 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 he regrets it in some ways, but in other ways, he's, he's glad he's done it. Glad, perhaps, probably not the, the right word, but uh, he uh, appreciates... I don't know what the right... There is no right word to describe. Um, uh, fair play for phoning up. 08459 455 555. Your thoughts on what Richard had to say? I don't need to see someone getting their head chopped off to know that it's bloody horrible. Yeah. Uh, I, I, what I'm imagining is bad enough. I don't need, don't need to see it. I don't need to, to, to hear someone screaming. No, the video I saw by accident, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And up until the last minute, it was the dawning at the end of it that that was real, yeah. that was really... I mean, I've, I I, didn't stop thinking about it for, for a, quite a long time. It was and very also, shocking. In fact, I blocked the person who passed it on because I thought, how could you watch that and pass it on? Uh, also... God, uh, this is a horrible thought process we're having, but we're having it. Imagine if that was like your dad or your or your wife or whatever. It was someone who's very very close to you. I would feel I can speak. I would feel that that was that was such a private personal moment that there was somehow um, there was a loss of dignity for that for people sitting yeah. at home watching that on their laptops or on their phones. Or... It's a huge violation. Made. It's not normal, but normalised by the no. fact that it's being shared around, passed around between friends. How can we do that? Well, listen, Richard was very honest, and I appreciate. I know someone who saw the Ken Bigley video, and it has, it, it, it's haunted him, and he, he t- thoroughly, thoroughly regrets uh, watching it. Uh, your thoughts, please. If you if you have watched one of these these um, atrocious videos, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I'm keen to understand why. And you heard Richard's uh, reasoning there. Does any of that make sense to you? Man alive, I'm so glad the internet wasn't around when I was a teenager. The stuff we would have looked oh, at. Oh, flip it. I mean, we, we had to get, you know, we had to have um, someone pass us a dodgy video to see anything remotely uh, uh, offensive. The only internet access I had was in a crowded room full of people queuing up behind you. Oh. You weren't going to be watching anything on if, that. If the internet had been around when I was 15, 16, 19 years old, my, I, I, would, be, I would be in a straitjacket now, more than likely. 08459 455 five double five let's get the travel travel news for beds hearts and bugs bbc three counties radio the M1 heading southbound looking rather heavy moving on the speed sensors between Junction 11 and Dunstable Road and Junction 10 for Luton Airport. So far on the M25, that's looking heavy heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. Also queuing at the moment heading anti-clockwise just around Junction 25 for Enfield. There are some roadworks taking place there, slowing things down. And in Watford, Exchange Road looking rather busy moving just around Upton Road. And on the trains, disruption on London Midland between London, Euston and Birmingham New Street. That's due to some overhead line problems, so do check before travelling. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. So, beheading videos. What an unpleasant subject to talk about first thing in the morning, but there you go. Uh, And also Elvis Presley. Wasn't he a load of old rubbish? Here's the news with Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's eight o'clock. The headlines, ten men in custody in Buck's child sex investigation, government to discuss threat to kill British hostage and Milton Keynes taxi drivers threaten legal action. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ten men are still in police custody as part of an investigation into sexual exploitation of children in Aylesbury. It's alleged to involve two pre-teenage girls over the course of seven years between 2005 and 2012. Sue Imbriano is Buckinghamshire County Council's Director for children and young people. Sometimes it's very difficult, particularly for family members, because some of the signs are consistent with what one might call sort of normal adolescent behaviour. So it is about being vigilant. It is about giving every opportunity for young people to come forward. So we are just trying every avenue we can to allow these young people to say what's happening to them. David Cameron will chair a meeting this morning to discuss how the UK should respond to a threat by Islamic militants to kill a British hostage. The threat by the Islamic State organisation came in a video which appears to show a second American journalist, Stephen Sotloff, being beheaded. The former Attorney General and Beaconsfield MP Dominic Grieve says the government is right not to make a knee-jerk response. ISIS are an appalling menace, a hideous organisation, practising a sort of theatre of blood out in the Middle East and doing it to cause maximum shock and with great barbarity. It needs to be stopped. The question is, how can it best be stopped in a way that brings it to an end permanently? And that, I'm sure, is what's going to be discussed this morning. Taxi drivers are threatening to sue Milton Keynes Council for loss of trade. It follows the row over a convicted rapist being given a licence to drive a taxi, which led to the resignation of the mayor. Peter Kirkham from the Milton Keynes Taxi Association told this programme they want to reassure the public. Every driver that drives a taxi or a minicab in Milton Keynes should now have another enhanced report made of themselves just to make sure that the general public get to know that when they get in in a minicab or a taxi that they are being driven by a fit and proper person. The parents of five-year-old Asher King are on their way to the hospital in southern Spain where the boy is being treated for a brain tumour. Brett and Nagme King were freed late last night from a jail near Madrid after British prosecutors abandoned their attempt to extradite the couple. Campaigners are marching through Bedfordshire today as part of a national protest over the NHS. Meanwhile, proposals to downgrade either Bedford or Milton Keynes hospitals have been ruled out in a progress report due to be discussed later this month. Dr Paul Hassan from the Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group says they have identified areas where they can improve. What has come out of the review very starkly and very clearly is that if we continue in Bedfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group as we are, in three years' time we will be £25 million overspent and the Bedford Hospital will be in a similar sort of position. We cannot afford to carry on as we are. In sport, Stevenage and Wickham are both out of the Johnston's Paint Trophy after 1-0 home defeats last night. Stevenage lost to Gillingham, Wickham lost to Coventry. The weather, mist and cloud clearing this morning to leave warm sunny spells, a maximum temperature 23 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From 
from nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone-in, the hottest topic of the day, and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. Showcasing the very best of beds, hearts and bucks with great guests, loads of advice, and the music you love. From three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel, and your stories. From seven. Mark Forrest. I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Local Radio. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's four minutes past eight, and do you know what? I really fancy two toasts. I could murder two toasts, Kath. Too late, they've been eaten. Oh, nuts. You were just on the phone to one of your little girls. That was yeah, very sweet. she's going to school today, so I wanted to wish her good luck. Oh, her you could have done that after work. Uh, no, she'll have gone when she... Could have done it last night, then. It's funny hearing Kath be your mum. Yeah, just not during work time. That's, She's I mean, firm. it's only quick. Ah, uh, yeah, I know, but it's just a bit of quick moment. Now I'm back in the room. You don't get, you don't get the queen <laughs> doing that. Well, with hilarious consequences. Yeah, true, true. Lots coming up on the show. We'll have more on the, the latest on these child exploitation cases in the three counties. Also, we said a call from Richard who watched a beheading video about ten years ago. Appreciate his honesty. I'm still scratching uh, my head. There's an inappropriate phrase, isn't there? As to why anyone would watch it. If you've seen one, could you give me a call and let me know why? And also, Elvis Presley, the king of what? The king of humdrum, not very good singers and particularly poor actors. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Or you can give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll come to that in a second. I just want to do this first. Ten men are still in custody on suspicion of child sex offences after a series of raids by Thames Valley Police yesterday morning. The suspects come from Aylesbury, Milton Keynes, Buckingham and Chesham and were arrested in relation to complaints made by two pre-teenage girls earlier this year. And it's thought they may not be the only victims. Thames Valley Police are urging anyone who knows more to get in touch in confidence. Joined now by Sarah Kelly from the National Association for People Abused in Childhood. Morning, Sarah. Good morning. Uh, This is uh, becoming standard procedure before charges are brought, where kind of statements are made and uh, bits of information are released. Do you welcome that kind of approach? I do welcome it. Uh, the charity I work for, NAPAC, we, uh, we have a free phone support line and we hear every day from survivors of childhood abuse that the abuse that they suffered was in isolation, it was in secrecy, there's often feelings of guilt and shame. By making these kind of appeals and asking people to come forward, it gives people permission to speak out and to realise that they're not the only ones that this might have happened to. Now, we're hearing about this more and more and more. Is this kind of abuse on the increase, or are we just becoming better at spotting it and talking about it? It's, it's always been there. Abuse has always been there. What's happened in more recent years is that society is in a position where it's being recognised more, it's being accepted that this does happen. Uh, 20 years ago, this was deemed to be a very rare occurrence. We know that that's not true. But as a society, we are getting better at spotting the signs and also uh, believing and accepting that this is happening. Is this partly 
And I'm trying to phrase this so it doesn't it doesn't say is this partly down to Jimmy Savile and and the the kind of fallout from that story. The Jimmy Savile scandal did change society's perception, I think. Um, a couple of years ago, people didn't talk about abuse in the same way. That documentary went out, and I have to say our calls at NAPAC went up significantly higher with people then feeling they would be believed if they had the, the courage to speak out. Um, it changed things. When, when the Savile scandal broke, people then accepted this is happening, and it's happening now. This isn't a, a historic issue. This is a current issue. And we're hearing that more and more with Rotherham, with the sexual exploitation cases. Um, most abuse happens with somebody the child knows. I tell you what's interesting, uh, Sarah, is that the, the few times we've we've had cause to talk about um, exploitation of children in this way over, over the last couple of years, more often than not, we get a phone call or a text from someone in their 40s, 50s, 60s who it happened to years and years ago, and it's it's they've never quite dealt with it, and it's it's still an you know an important part of their life they can't quite shake off. Is it ever too late to speak out? It's never ever too late to speak out. Um, at NAPAC, we we get calls from people in their forties, fifties, even their eighties and nineties who've never spoken about it before. Um, it's never ever too late to speak out. What sort of work do you do at NAPAC, Sarah? If if, if someone was, if, if a young person was to get get in touch, what what help could you offer them? We have a free phone national support line. Uh, the numbers oh eight oh eight eight oh one oh three three one. Uh, we also have a, a database of services offering face-to-face support that we can signpost people to. We've got a whole range of information. We have a written correspondence service. Um, a lot of information on our website as well. So I'd say anybody listening, check out our website or give us a call and one of our volunteers will be happy to support. One final question. What are your thoughts on the phrase uh, historic abuse? For me personally, um, I'm okay with historic abuse. I know there's some issues for some people about it. I think what we're talking about with historic abuse is the abuse happened some time ago. That's not to say that the repercussions and the consequences are historic because the people we're talking to in their 50s, 60s and beyond, for them it's very current now. That, that was my thoughts. Do, do you not think that maybe it, it um, that to, to some people's perception, demeans... Oh, it's historic abuse. Oh, it happened a long time ago. It's, it's not as, as, as relevant as, as current abuse. The perception can be that, and for survivors... When, when they call us, sometimes that is their fear. This abuse happened 60 years ago. Are people going to take this seriously? It was a long time ago. It's not happening now. I've lived my life. Um, will it be taken seriously? The term historic abuse just relates to mm-hmm. the crime. Okay. It doesn't relate to the consequence of the impact. Sarah, thanks very much for coming on the show this morning. Sarah Kelly from uh, NAPAC, the National Association for People Abused in Childhood. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Yes, go on, what have we got? Yes. Box Council um, and Bernardo's are concerned that there may be more people affected by this particular case that's going on at the moment. There have been no charges at this point, um, but men have been arrested across Buckinghamshire. Um, at the moment, we know that it concerns two under-teenage under um, okay, girls from Aylesbury. But the County Council have set up a first response line, so if you have a pen handy, 0845... 4600 001. 0845 4600 001. There's a lot of noughts in there, so I just want to be, be absolutely clear about that. Uh, if you want to text the Bernardo's Are You Safe line, it's 07546 075638. That's 07546 075638. You do numbers good. I try. Can you say um, cashier number three, please? Cashier number three, please. I could work with that. Can you say clean up on aisle four? Clean up on aisle four. Different oh, voices, no, yeah, no, she, you did a common voice yeah. for the supermarket. Yeah, look at you that's my making, normal voice. Look at you making uh, class... Um, I can't finish any sentence today. Judgments. Class judgments. No, I was doing character. I had Can to Why did you do a common voice? Why no, not a voice of a lady or a lord? You, you, you surmised it was common. I just used a regional accent. Yeah, which you made common. No, I didn't. I clean up aisle number four, please. What happens, what happens when you call out the bingo numbers? Two little ducks, 22. Now you're sounding like a fat man. Why would you do that? Character. I wouldn't mind. I, I can, do you know I can imagine doing the bingo balls? Dealey. I be, yeah. Dealey's probably done it, hasn't it? Yeah. One of his discos. Do you know who would be great at it in a really bad way? Yeah. Scoins. Oh, God, you have people walking out. You don't want to upset the old people at the bingo, because they, I mean, listen, they're, they're, they're close to the edge anyway. That might just tip them over. Scoins is more of um, um, a ladies fo- man. football results man. Yeah, Scoins is more of um, like... The shipping forecast. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's what he Soothing. needs to do. Let's do the bingo forecast. I don't know how it will work. I have work. literally no idea what that means. You've just said random words. Yeah. Who's this idiot, Dave T, on, on Twitter? I don't know, he doesn't contact me. Well, he's contacted you in this about Elvis the Pelvis. Oh, that. Oh, yeah, oh, he's not an idiot. Yeah. I thought you were El- referring to an actual idiot Elvis rather was, than a funny man. Elvis was known as Elvis the Pelvis. If Ian Lee was a 60s pop star, he would be Enos the Penis. Well, that doesn't work because Enos is not my name. Ian is. Yeah, exactly. So I'd be Ian the Bean. Wouldn't be any. All right, Dave um, the Bray, the Rave. Dave the Rave. Dave the Grave. <gasps> oh, totally pwned you, mate. Nasty, nasty. Totally pwned you, fella. That's so nasty. Do you want some more Texas? Yeah, sure. There's loads here. Oh, angry ex-listener. Oh, blimey. In contact again. What? I've only just switched on, and I don't know how this knock Elvis started, but after sending this text, I swear I'll be switching to Radio 2 in the morning. You're still listening. Capital letters. How dare you mock Capital him? Radio. You're rude and disrespectful. Please, three counties, let Justin present the morning show. What? He appreciates real music and talks sense and does not disrespect people. What? Sent by a very angry ex-listener. Well, but, well, Hashtag glad, probably Justin. I'm glad you're still... Yes. <laughs> it probably is, isn't it? Also, a little shout-out. If you're in... Le- Leegrave at the moment. Do you know about this? Tony's gone in touch with us and said, do you know if there's been a fire in the Leegrave area, it stinks of bonfire outside. I don't know. I've been here the whole time. Well, and a lot of the cars have ash on, apparently. Oh, blah. Can I say, the smell of bonfire really is just majestic. <laughs> if I'm driving along the motorway and I see bonfire smoke wafting across the road, yeah. I urge my family to open all the windows, take a couple of long As long as it's wood smoke and not, you know, old sofas and mattresses and I that. don't mind. Really? Yeah, smoke's a smoke's a smoke. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The M1 heading southbound looking very heavy on the speed sensors at the moment between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and Junction 10 for Luton Airport. The M25 heading anti-clockwise is queuing between Junction 19 at Watford and Junction 16 for the M40. There's two lane closed on the A1, the Barnet Way. That's heading southbound just at Marsh Lane. Looking busy now to Junction 23 for the M25 following an accident there. The M40 is looking busy heading northbound from the A40 to the M25. And on the trains, disruption on London Midland between London Euston and Birmingham New Street due to some overhead line problems. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.16, it's Wednesday the 3rd of July, September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The head of children's services in Buckinghamshire has defended their record following the arrest of 10 men as part of an investigation into sexual exploitation of children in Aylesbury. David Cameron will chair a meeting of the government's emergency COBRA committee this morning to discuss the threat made by Islamic State militants to kill a British hostage. And taxi drivers are threatening to sue Milton Keynes Council for loss of trade following the row over a convicted rapist being given a licence to drive a cab. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you've missed any of the programmes from the last week, you've missed things like this. You're never quite, you know, where you want to be. You've always got to keep going and have new dreams, new aspirations, and mistakes happen. You have to just get over them and keep going. But there is a way you can hear it all again. After a 12-year period of abstinence, actress Daniela Westbrook relapsed, proving just how dangerous an addiction to drugs can be. bbc.co.uk slash threecountiesradio. The reality was, at the age of 26, I knew... I was dying. And yet it still took me three years to find a way to stop doing what I knew was killing me. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. bbc.co.uk slash threecountiesradio. JVS, stay there. I have a VIP mystery angry caller on the line. Good morning, VIP mystery angry caller. Who was this? Sorry? <laughs> Who am I speaking to? <laughs> it's Elvis, Elvis Presley. I hear you been swagging me off this morning. That's, that's the language that Elvis would use. Yes, yes, Elvis, I think you're terribly overrated. Well, I'll tell, I tell you what, mate, I've sold more records than the Beatles. You tell me what, mate? I've three million billion records I've sold. OK, what's your favourite record that you sold? My one, In the Ghetto. Could you skip... Could you... Fires, all the cold and greasy cargo, my poor little baby child is born in a ghetto. You play too much of that Beatles, sir. That is, listen, you've done five good songs and that's one of them. But that things like. I've sold over 1.3 billion records, Ian. Okay. I've tried something else now, you Yeah. You're getting me so angry. Yeah, oh, I'll I can... be outside the studio this afternoon. I, uh, you know what I'm like. Okay, I do know what you're like, Elvis. Dead. Yeah, you've seen all my films. I don't take any. From nobody. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, El- Elvis, uh, listen. I'm, I'm sorry if you've been uh, offended, but you are a little bit rubbish, aren't you? I don't. I don't agree with that, sir. Not a millions of people around the world. Okay. Well, what's your message to your fans, Elvis? God bless you all. There we I go. love you all. Okay. No, no, Thank you very much. Not, not a bit weird that you died 35 years ago. No, I'm still alive, sir. Uh, and where it, do you live now? I'm on an island in the Caribbean. OK, and you listen, you listen to Three Counties in the Caribbean, yeah? I do, sir. I've got a great day area. <laughs> <laughs> That's partly why you were so famous. And you've got a summer home in, uh, in uh, Hemel Hempstead, have you? No, no, I, I've got a caravan in Clacton. Elvis, thank you very much. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I was... Uh, 
<laughs> just pwned by Elvis Presley himself. <laughs> you God. were. That was it. Didn't it was him. It sounded like him. I thought he was dead as well. I thought he died. He's yeah. clearly not. Yeah, he's got an island in the Caribbean Isn't and a great, nice? great big area. Well, good for him. Well, that's lovely. Still rubbish, though. I think you're very mean about Elvis. Why? He's not that bad. He's he did, got some good hits. He did five good songs. Well, I know you've you've said about the fine hook. I, I like Burning Love. That's that's not bad, yeah. Chunker hunker Burning Love. Ooh, that one. We should probably get on with um, flagging up your show, mate. Coming up on this morning's Big Phone-In from Nine, what would you like David Cameron to do about the Islamic State militants? Islamic State militants have released a video which appears to show the beheading of a second American journalist, and the group have now threatened to kill a British hostage next. Downing Street has confirmed that someone from this country is being held by ISIL, and today David Cameron is chairing a meeting to, do, to discuss what Britain should do next. From nine this morning, I want your views on this. How do you think he should respond? The the latest video, which I notice is not really being released at all after mm. the last one. In it, the this guy that they're calling uh, Jihad John is directly messaging David Cameron. Mm. What well, it seems to be, because he's saying that anybody who is aligning themselves with America needs to be very careful. They need to think about what they're doing, and um, the message to them is stop doing what you're doing to help America. Well, how should David Cameron respond to this? From Nine, I want your views. Phone number 08459 455 555. What would you like David Cameron to do about the Islamic State militants? On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, the former mayor of Milton Keynes claims he's been made a scapegoat after it emerged a taxi driver he'd vouched for personally had committed a series of brutal rapes in the 90s. We have been trying to contact former mayor Subhan Shafiq since the story broke, but so far I've had no luck. We will keep trying, of course. According to local newspapers, he'd been unaware of the cabbie's criminal past and the way licences are granted in Milton Keynes is, quotes, according to him, rotten. Well, Justin Dealey is in Milton Keynes this morning. Morning, Just. Hello, Ian. Uh, what, what, what have people been saying? Well, in actual fact, you talk about the uh, the former mayor there, of course. He hasn't returned any of our calls. Uh, that invitation for him to join us on the programme still stands. I actually knocked at his door around 30 minutes ago. Um, there was a car on the drive, but um, sadly, no answer. Uh, but again, that offer stands for, for him to come on the programme and talk to you or me live. Um, as for the taxi drivers, uh, talk now about uh, legal action because their reputation has been damaged and they could lose trade. A moment ago, I spoke to one of those drivers. Here's what he had to say. Uh, Mushtag, trade yesterday for you. Just how bad was trade yesterday? Yeah, very bad. Very bad. I normally make about 60 quid. I mean, I've done a lot of hours. And yesterday I made 36 pounds, 40p, 60p. So almost half your trade yeah, on an average day yeah. was I lost yesterday. After that, sitting all day long, you know. Uh, you're taking about well, at least £30, £25, you know, after a few drinks, few coffees, cigarettes, you know. You're taking nothing really for 18 hours shift. 
an 18-hour shift, um, £36. He normally makes £60 on an average day. So so clearly this story and the trust in, in their reputation um, it is paying the price already because these mm. people are losing money here. And, of course, these drivers, Ian, they have done absolutely nothing yeah. wrong. Um, they're as furious as the people here in Milton Keynes about how a serial rapist could be granted a taxi licence. So it's certainly, unfortunately, for these drivers having an effect already. Justin, uh, great work. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Joined now by Edith Bald, leader of the Conservative Party on Milton Keynes Council. Morning, Edith. Good morning. Uh, we, we have it on, on good authority that uh, the former Mayor Saban Shafiq has vouched for another sex offender on a separate occasion in terms of getting a cab licence. Is it time for him to resign as a councillor? Well, his position is looking untenable. Um, in fact, I think all three councillors uh, need to be asking themselves serious questions. At the end of the day, I'm a councillor myself, obviously, and we're elected by our constituents uh, to make decisions on their behalf. We're put in a position of trust and uh, responsibility. And what this whole episode is showing is that um, all three councillors are guilty of sort of bad judgment and bad uh, decisions. And they really do need to uh, consider their positions going forward. Can they be trusted going forward is the question I would ask. I mean, as the uh, previous, uh, as a reporter just said, how could anybody think that a convicted rapist, who in fact in this case worked with an accomplice, was a fit and proper person to be a taxi driver? Um, it's, it's just not uh, uh, it's not a person that you'd trust going forward. It's too much risk. So, Edith, you, 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 just to clarify, you're saying that uh, Sir Ban Shafiq, the, the former mayor, and the two other councillors involved in this, Stuart Burke and Gladstone Mackenzie, they should step down as councillors? Well, what I can say is they're not conservatives. If they were conservatives and they'd not volunteered the resignations yet, I, I'd be asking them to resign. And what, what I do think is the two leaders of the Lib Dems and the Labour Party, Pete Marland and Douglas McCall, um, they need to come off the fence and, and take some decisive uh, action on this. To me, it is very clear. All three councillors, they did apply bad judgment. We heard from Katrina Morris this morning, who was the chair of the committee. She went through the whole process, could not be clearer. Uh, they made bad decisions and they risked the safety of the public uh, that they were entrusted to serve. And I think the leaders should act now. I really do. I would in their position. Council sent out a statement last night saying that there have been more developments over the taxi drivers it wanted to interview. Have you been updated on the latest situation? Do we know? Because this is such a fast-moving story. Where are we now? Uh, well, I, I think that's probably about the seven drivers who, uh, having done the checks, for, uh, sort of what got on their record, um, some sort of um, sexual uh, offences. And I think we've got it down to only one now, I believe. Um, right. I'm not completely up to date on okay. that, so um, I will be getting more information on that today. The procedures, the procedures need to be strengthened, don't they? If someone uh, who can, who has con, been convicted of very violent, serious uh, serial rapes, can be given a taxi driving license, the, the procedure needs to be changed, doesn't it? Well, the procedure is really clear, and our policy is pretty clear as well. Um, what's happened here is that bad judgment's been um, exercised. Um, now, we have, uh, clearly, there have been resignations from the committees, and in fact, Katrina Morris, who you heard from this morning, will be the new chair of licensing. Um, she's a very capable lady, and, uh, and she will sort it out. Uh, but it really is about good chairing at the end of the day. Clearly, that did not happen in this case. Edith, thank you very much indeed. Edith Bald, leader of the Conservative Party, Milton Keynes Council, speaking... Uh, very definitely on what had happened to the three councillors involved, or what they should do.
We've been talking as well about this story um, uh, uh, about uh, some people have been arrested uh, in the uh, region for various sexual uh, uh, exploitation of young girls. We've got text, haven't we, Catherine? We have got that in front of you. And I want to read this out um, because while I don't think we can put this person's mind at rest, someone out there might be able to. Um, I don't wish to call, but I was abused as an eight-year-old child for a few years and never said anything to anybody apart from my partner. Thing is, I wish I did, as I found out a few years ago that he got sentenced to 20 years for doing the same thing to 14 others. I'm 45 now, and I still feel sick and angry, as I could have prevented this, maybe. Well... You, you probably, you, you, there's a slight chance you might have done, you probably couldn't. You probably couldn't. And I can understand why someone would feel guilty uh, and, and shameful around something like that, of course. Um, but, you know, it, that, that's a tough burden to, to carry around, isn't it, really? Well, and it's all part of the guilt and shame that you've been carrying around for all this time. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. What a, what a, what a, what a, what a lot of horrible we, what people. We, I think we, what we can say for sure is what happened was not your fault. Yeah. And it's completely understandable that you couldn't tell anybody. Yeah, yeah. And you, you know, you were eight years old. And it, it, that, what, what, a, what a burden of responsibility to be put on an eight-year-old shoulder to, when you should be out climbing trees and, you know, playing in mud and stuff. That's what eight-year-olds are supposed to be doing, not, you know. Anyway, thank you very much for your text. And uh, I, I appreciate you sending that in. Uh, if you want to text, you can. 81333. Start your text 3CR. You can also go Facebook. It's all kicking off on Facebook around overrated uh, plump singer Elvis Presley, who is... Is a load of old rubbish, isn't he? And surely most people are agreeing with me on this, Catherine. Uh, some strong views, actually, yeah, on yeah. Facebook, and uh, mostly about your judgment of music. Oh, yeah. Go on. What, what, what are these? This sad sack saying? Well, Paul Wardby says you are, without doubt, a hundred percent an idiot. Oh, I think that's rude. There's no need for that. Wow. Graham Rose thinks that Block Elvis em. is overrated, but not as overrated as the Beatles. And. Um, he could sing and gyrate his hips a bit, but it was other people who wrote and played his songs. This is David Brider, who seems to be from your school of thought. Yeah. The songs may have been good, but I prefer bands who write their own material. Or singer-songwriters, yeah, I'm with Ian, possibly not for quite the same reasons, but even so. Oh, and what can I say? Well done. Well done to John for tweeting. I've been banging on about this whole morning. None of you are interested. My, my uh, medical condition that uh, makes me borderline blue badge. Restless leg syndrome. I've told you I'd help you. He's given me some proper advice. Oh, yeah, what's he saying? Well, it's My a web- advice was good. What was your advice? Uh, I had a, a series of... Dead leg? Uh, punch you in the arm. Yeah. So you forget about it. Yeah. Me and Kath uh, simultaneously hit you around the face at the same time, so you forget about it. Yeah. And then the other... She's one- walking away from the microphone. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading southbound, looking rather slow-moving on the speed sensors between Junction 12 at Flittick and Junction 11 for Dunstable Road. It's queuing on the M25 heading anti-clockwise between Junction 19 at Watford and Junction 16 for the M40. And it's queuing on the A1 at Barnet Way. That's heading southbound at Marsh Lane, um, looking busy to Junction 23 of the M25 following an accident there. And the M40 heading northbound, looking busy from the A40 at the Denham Roundabout to the M25. And on the trains disruption on London Midland between London Euston and Birmingham New Street and that's due to some overhead line problems Nicola Richards BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you very much we've just had an email from Mike Galloway Ian I cannot believe what Edith Ball uh, Edith Ball is continuing to play party politics with this issue the first committee that granted the licence was chaired by Conservative councillor Amanda Box. That Amanda is no longer a councillor does not change this. Well, we're looking to that, Mike. Thank you very much indeed. And it turns out the main remedy for getting rid of restless leg syndrome, cutting down on caffeine. Oh, that ain't never going to happen. 
across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The Head of Children's Services in Buckinghamshire has defended their record following the arrest of ten men as part of an investigation into sexual exploitation of children in Aylesbury. David Cameron will chair a meeting of the government's emergency COBRA committee this morning to discuss the threat made by Islamic State militants to kill a British hostage. And taxi drivers are threatening to sue Milton Keynes Council for loss of trade following the row over a convicted rapist being given a licence to drive a cab. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Stevenage and Wickham are both out of the Johnston's Paint Trophy after 1-0 home defeats last night. Wickham lost at home to Coventry, whilst Graham Wesley's Stevenage went down to Gillingham. What we did do was pass the football well in deep areas, but we didn't really penetrate or hurt them in the in higher areas. And I think getting the balance right is, is really important. You know, crosses and shots are always a part of the Stevenage game and the Stevenage way. But, uh, you know, we didn't manage to break them down and, you know, these are the problems that we've got to solve. MK Dons and Luton had first round buys and will be in Saturday's second round draw. Elsewhere, Watford's technical director, Gianluca Nani, has resigned in the wake of the appointment of new head coach Oscar Garcia. England play their first game since the World Cup disappointment with a friendly against Norway at Wembley tonight. Here's manager Roy Hodgson. We in no way try to be nonchalant about our failure in the summer. We have to live with it for a long time to come. The scars don't go away overnight. But we're in a position now where a lot of young players are being introduced into the team. They're being given their chance and they've got two years to become better so that in 2016 they'll have more experience and in France they'll be stronger than they are today having the same talent to go even further in the future. Alistair Cook says he'll battle on as England's one-day cricket captain despite suffering another series defeat. In tennis, Andy Murray faces Novak Djokovic later in the quarterfinals of the US Open. And Hertfordshire's Olympic track cycling champion Laura Trott has left the Wiggle Honda road racing team and signed for British outfit Matrix Fitness Vulpine. Trott will be the lead cyclist with her new team. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at night. Across beds, hearts and bucks This is Ian Lee BBC Three Counties Radio What's your beef? Um, I've just been assailed in the corridor <laughs> I, I availed her of an assailment Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Lots to talk about this morning. Some serious stuff. We've been talking about exploitation of children uh, and also the, the beheading. We've had one person brave enough to phone up and uh, say that they have watched a beheading video, the video of Ken Bigley, that I think was was about ten years ago. Um, uh, and I thought Richard's call was, was, was fantastic. I still don't quite get why... I, I know uh, that um, someone being beheaded is going to be flipping awful and really upsetting. And I don't need to see that. There are things I don't need to see. I also don't want to let these people into my mind. Yeah, You've seen one by accident, by haven't accident. you? By accident. It wasn't, um, wow. it, it wasn't a, an ISIS thing. It was a Mexican gangland thing that was going around on Facebook. And the person Why? that forwarded it to me has been blocked. Why be- would anyone do... Why would anyone send that to someone? I'm like, hey, have a look at this. I have no idea. And it took me completely by surprise. And I didn't know what was going to happen. And when it happened, I thought this must be some sort of really...
really bad horror movie and then I realised it wasn't and I just felt awful about it. Your thoughts on that, please? 08459 four double five five double. Why would you forward this to your friends? I know, it's ridiculous. And it, all it, it, it demeans the whole thing. Did you say you had some texts on Yeah, that? I have. I've watched several beheading videos. What? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Including Ken Bigley and some Croatian soldiers. The ring being the reason being I couldn't believe we could be that barbaric. When watching, I felt absolute despair for the victims who remained calm and resolved throughout and the evil pleasure gleaned from the executioners. The images will stay with me forever and I still find it incredible we treat fellow human beings in this way. OK, well... You, you, you know you, that's you, to the first one, don't you? You've seen one, so why would you go further? Um... And then the rest of them are sort of condemning that kind of idea. The uh, beheading of any person is barbaric in the extreme. It belongs to those who have not evolved from medieval times. The most worrying aspect of this act is that there are probably thousands in this country who support this kind of murder and they need weeding out quickly. We don't know that, do we? As for the Prime Minister, load of cobbler's cobra meat and there should be only one outcome. Destroy IS with military force and those who want to come back from their murdering comrades, take away their nationality if it's British and stop them entering this country full stop. Their immediate family are also treated in the same way. As a nation, I believe we need to clamp down, but the government, we know, will do very little, if anything. This is from Pattenhampton Rangers. That's an interesting thing. Why would you punish their family? Why would you punish their family? Yeah, if their family are supporting them and and, 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 think, and you're going, go on then, son, well done, good work. But but, but my my, um, my mother isn't... Resp- if I go and murder someone, you wouldn't arrest my mum. That's a strange one, isn't it? Okay. Mark from Bletchley also says, uh, I would never watch any video like that. I saw too many gruesome sights as a firefighter. It's weird, isn't it? Because I could, um, probably not on on the computers here because they're rubbish, but I could on my laptop or or any computer, I could type in and I could probably find those videos within about two minutes. It's, It's 60 seconds away from me to watch that. I just, I just, no interest, desire. I think it's disrespectful to the people it's happened to, to their families. Well, I think it's horrific. You know the families don't want us looking at it. That's no. the thing. 08459 four double five five double five. We're going from the, the uh, serious to the ridiculous. Elvis Presley. We've had more comments about Elvis on Facebook than we've ever had about anything else before, I think. It's gone nuts on the on Tinternet. He's one of these characters that people think they know, isn't he? Yeah. Old Elvis. He was, a ch- he was a chancer. You reckon? He was a totes chancer. Of course he was. He got lucky. He was a big lad that got lucky. 08459 four double five five double five. Matt's in Luton. Matt, you agree, don't you? Yeah, well, you're a chancer. You're a big lad. Sorry? You're the same, then. What, as Elvis? You're a chancer. No, I've got, got I've, got, I've got a talent, mate. Talent, mate. Listen, mate. Yes, mate. Anybody that can listen to the monkeys and say they're good yeah. has got no great, talent. Great, fun time. Got any Are you a musical. fan of you a fan of Neil Diamond? Yes, he's good, isn't he? He is very good. Neil Diamond is brazen. Elvis Presley. He, Neil Di- he's what? Wouldn't come near. No, Elvis but Neil Diamond is good, isn't he? Yeah. He wrote three songs for the monkeys. Next. Sorry, wrong. The no, monkeys were No, sorry, mate. Crap. I'm right. Neil Diamond, who you just said was really good, wrote three songs, including their biggest list. hit. Thank you. Pwned. Next. No. Next. No. no Next. No, 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 no. Next, mate. I just pwned you, mate. Admit it. No. Take no, it. It's, no. a bit, it's a bit gravy on that poning. Mmm, delicious. Yeah, exactly. It's right now, fella. And I just pwned you, mate. You've embarrassed yourself. You yeah. should apologise to all the listeners, all the ladies, then the me, monkeys. and then put the what phone down and go and have a nice cup of tea and cry. <laughs> yeah? Go and have a little cry, mate. See, you won't talk, will you? No, I won't, because I beat you. Thank you very much. Richard's in Winslow. Morning, Richard. I am the real Elvis. And to prove it, I'm going to sing a song. After four. One, two. Are you lonesome tonight? Is your 
Thank you very much indeed. He waited 20 minutes for that. Ian, I used to suffer from restless leg syndrome to the extent I would be up screaming like a little girl from my legs cramping, all the way from my toes to my gentlemanhood. Wow, that is pretty. Uh, it was so pretty widespread. It was the worst thing I'd ever experienced. I even had it one day whilst driving with my mother, and ended up crying on the side of the road in pain. Eventually, found a solution, and it's to take a prescribed quinine tablets every night. And after two weeks, bish bash bosh, no more restless leg. My mum had a touch of that, and it was making her get out of bed in the middle of the night. It was awful. Did she have cramp up to her gentlemanhood? No, not quite that far. Her womanhood. I never asked her about that. It's my mum. Uh, quinine, of course, is in tonic water, Indian tonic water. Thins the old blood out, doesn't it? Thins the old blood out. It gets rid of mosquitoes. Think if you don't like, um, if you don't want to have malaria and you don't like malaria tablets, well, actually, you probably should take them anyway. But they're horrible. Made me feel sick. Uh, quinine and marmite. Have, get, get some of that down. Gin and tonic? They don't like citronella either. Put they don't like it up, Mr. Mannering. Put a bit of lemon in it. Citronella. Top tips from us. Top tips. We've got no, we've got the, no, health, the health minute. We've got another 20 minutes Ian of this. Lee. We've got no more calls. I'll well, get you some if you want. Well, I wouldn't well, mind. I, mean, I think that you wasted uh, Richard a bit there. He had he was about rubbish. three more verses to go. He was, he, he, he's gone now, thank goodness. A pwn, Matt. Richard's gone. Perfect. Bit of peace. Little bit of peace. Shall I, shall I have a quick look at the front pages? Yeah, let's, let's have a quick, quick look at the front pages, shall we, and see what, uh, what's going on. What? Don't look at the front pages, I'll get Glenn. There might be something good on the front pages. Oh, there's not, actually. Yeah, it wasn't on long. Oh, no, what happened to Richard? He sang. Oh, I thought he had a beautiful voice when he sang to me on the phone. No, mate, he had a flipping awful voice. Well, the front pages all tell the story of um, uh, Stephen Sotloff, uh, who has been beheaded. Why would you want to... Look, there's a... uh, Do you know what? I think the picture of him on his knees, which is on the front... There's a picture of him on his... Oh, dear. Oh, dear. There's a picture of him on his knees... With a fellow holding a dagger over his head. I'm not even sure if that should be on the front pages of the newspapers, should it? Should, I do worry sometimes about the front pages of the newspapers. Now I've got kids. So there's a picture of him on his knees on the front page of The Sun in an orange suit with a fellow holding a dagger over his head. Fella too, sca- fella too scared to show his face. That tells you something, doesn't it? That tells you... Listen, fella, you're, you're in the position of power... You've got the knife, you've got the dagger, you've got the fella on his knees, you've got the video camera, you've no doubt got, what, 20 people stood on the other side of the video camera with guns in case this bloke makes a run for it. You're in the position of power. Why don't you grow some and show us your face? Ah? Yeah? Then we'll see who's the big man. Seriously. Anyway, I wonder if that picture on the front page is necessary... um, is necessarily the right picture to be showing. It's also on the front page of the Telegraph. There's a similar one on the Mail. Uh, and, and on the the Times, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how comfortable I feel with that with that photograph. He's a take the mask off, fella. Come on, be the big guy. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Glenn's in letting buzzer. Morning, Glenn. Glenn. Are you lonesome oh, tonight? Is your brazier too tight? Thank you very much indeed. Okay, and there we go. Kath, as a mother Richard. of two children, yes, I imagine that you you'll move away from that mic a little bit, Kath. I imagine that uh, I, I look at front pages of newspapers very differently now. Now that I've got two boys, and I do wonder where's where's the um, this image on the front page of the Telegraph? It's on the Sun, 
of the of uh, Stephen Sotloff, who's just about to be beheaded, and a fella who's all masked up with a dagger. I wonder if... Uh, I don't know if that's an appropriate front page, really. It doesn't show anything too... It doesn't show anything gory at all, but it's it's a chilling image. And I don't know... So there's a similar one on the front page of The Sun. I would feel uncomfortable having to explain that to my boys. No, but, I mean, it's all part of the job, isn't it? You You cushion them. My kids aren't aware of anything like that. They don't need to be, do they? Oh, no, of course they don't need to be. Of course they don't need to if be. If they ask me a question, I would tell them as much as they need yeah. to know. And also this fella, I, 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 I don't understand it as well. The, the, the big guy, the big guy with the knife, right? The, the, the tough man. The big man. fella with the mask on. The tough man, yeah. Who's no doubt there's 20 people behind the camera, all with rifles aimed at Stephen Sotloff, <sighs> just in case, right? Why didn't he take his mask off? Why is he wearing the mask? He's a tough guy, right? He's a tough guy who's, who's fighting for what he believes in. Well, let's take the mask off then. What are you scared of? He's in a complete position of power there. Yeah, and he's and obviously he's in the right, isn't he? Yeah, he's, 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 doing, he's doing the right. He's doing he's doing the right thing completely. So why has he got his mask? That's the thing that always confuses me. Is uh, if they're doing something that is so right, then mean they're proud of it, aren't they? Then why would you hide your face like that? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. It's such a strange thing to try and get our head around, isn't it? Really, uh, and I will, we've got another fifteen minutes of the show. I will actually let's put it out there, shall we? If, if anybody, we had Richard call in, has seen one of these uh, beheading videos, and we had that text from someone who's seen several. One is yeah. one is more than enough. Several because he wanted to. He just couldn't believe the bar, the barbarity of it all. Well, well how many? Do you, how at what point do you go? Okay, I've done five. That's probably enough now probably seen enough I, I get it they do it i don't i just don't it's a strange one oh wait four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number eight forty four let's get the travel travel news for beds hearts and bugs bbc three counties radio the M1 heading southbound. That's looking rather heavy moving on the speed sensors between Junction 11 of Dunstable Road and Junction 10 for Luton Airport. The M25 heading anti-clockwise is queuing between Junction 19 at Watford and Junction 16 for the M40. Also queuing on the A1 Barnet Way heading southbound at Marsh Lane following an accident that happened a little earlier on this morning. And Amersham Road at the moment is blocked because of an accident in both directions, just around Penn Road. And taking a look at the M40, that's looking heavy heading northbound from the A40 at the Denham roundabout to the M25. On the trains, disruption in London Midland between London Euston and Birmingham New Streets and delays possible to flights at Luton Airport. This is due to the fog, so passengers are being advised to check the status of their flight before travelling. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.45, it's Wednesday the 3rd of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The head of children's services in Buckinghamshire has defended their record following the arrest of 10 men as part of an investigation into sexual exploitation of children in Aylesbury. David Cameron will chair a meeting of the government's emergency COBRA committee this morning to discuss the threat made by Islamic State militants to kill a British hostage. And taxi drivers are threatening to sue Milton Keynes Council for loss of trade, following the row over a convicted rapist being given a licence to drive a cab. Let's get the weather, here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Good morning. It is a bit of a misty start for many places this morning, but this mist is gradually starting to lift. When it does, we'll get some cloud, but then that's going to thin and break. We'll get some nice sunny spells. A really pleasant afternoon on the cards, actually. And temperature getting up to around 23 Celsius, so warm as well. And the cloud disappearing, really, as we head into the evening. So some nice evening sunshine before it sets. A clear start to the night, and then the cloud will begin to thicken again. It's a repeat performance of last night, really, as the cloud moves in from the east, and with it, some mist and fog by dawn. Minimum temperature 12 Celsius, a similar start to Thursday as we've had this morning. Mist, fog, but again some sunny spells in the afternoon. Perhaps a touch more cloud, but it's still going to be warm with a maximum temperature of 23 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Thank you very much. Now, Roberto Peroni, say some things. Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. Are league tables the best way to judge a school? Panel, do you have any sympathy for the Buckinghamshire golfer Ian Poulter? Police are issuing safety advice to women in Watford, but I'm fascinated by the age gap between her and her husband. Figures show that around half a million pounds were spent in Hertfordshire last year clearing up after people who dump rubbish. They just ate them. Roberto Peroni. There's been an extraordinary action on social media. My big concern is that no one ever worries about the victims. The whole system is designed to help the criminal. Roberto Peroni weekdays from three BBC Three Counties Radio Glenn's in Leighton Buzz, good morning Glenn Good morning. What have you got for us boss? Uh, well when you mentioned about bingo Yes. I reckon JVS would make a good bingo caller Do you think so? I really do yeah because he'd have a luxury bingo set wouldn't he? Oh yeah 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 and, and a few bottles of Pinot Gris show and I'd hate to think what it would be like at the end of the night Do you not think, and I say this with love and respect, that he might be a little bit condescending? No, it doesn't matter. To, 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 the, to, the, to the old dears playing their bingo, they take it very, very, ser- very serious. And very you can't take the mick. And I just wonder if uh, Jonathan's tongue might stray into his cheek ever so slightly. But I think they would like that. Honestly, I do. Because I, I do a... And when we get more people in, in there, they like a little bit of... Uh, what do you call it? Air, air treatment. Yeah. Be picked on a little bit. Just brightens their day up. Uh, Glenn, thank you very much indeed. Uh, a worse line than usual, may I suggest? Oh uh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Catherine, we've got some texts. We have. We've got some reaction to what you said there about um, these people that keep their faces covered. These IS, the tough guys. What, what do we call them? Soldiers? No, they're not really. Are they? They're not soldiers. No. Well said, Ian. These scumbag football hooligans, looters, rioters, etc., that keep their faces covered are spineless. That's from Sue in Welling Garden City. Um, here's one from someone who's seen one of the beheading videos. Um, I watched the Bigley video for human interest. You know, how can a human do this to a fellow human? And the distinct lack of humanity. But I didn't get to the actual act. I found it too disturbing. Never watched one again. And Mark in Bedford said, my dad was in the Yemen, saw a large crowd in a market square, got to the front just in time to see a beheading and never got over it. Can you imagine? Blimey. Blimey. I, again, I just don't understand. Uh, I, I was never curious with, with Ken Bigley. Ken Bigley was the first one. It was also the time when the internet was, was suddenly powerful enough for it, for it to be shared and viewed quite easily. Never crossed my mind that, oh, do you know what? I'm going to have a little look at this and just see how bad humans can be. I would f- somehow feel I was party to it if mm. I watched that. And, you know, certainly passing it around your friends. I'm just trying to get a clearer thought in my head. OK, this, may, this, is a, this is a little bit clumsy and ham-fisted, but I'm going to go with it because it's a thought that's popped up. By watching something like that, uh, is there some similarity... This is going to come out really clumsy. So I'll just say, is there some similarity in someone who's 
just a bit curious watching uh, child pornography because it is it is um, it, it, if you're watching it not for a sexual kick but to watch how people can be as inhumane as these people obviously are that there is there is some similarities that you're watching something that is vulgar obscene be, beyond the realms of normal thinking to see how people can do it and you know what you're going to get but you still go in there anyway and 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 and, and people often say that by watching child pornography you are you are still part of the problem because there is there is a victim at the end of it there is a victim that is being abused you're fueling in what is an you're industry fueling as well it. aren't you you're fueling it is what is watching one of these videos is that the same thing it's similar isn't it they're you're fueling it, it they're doing it so you will watch and so that you will talk about it and so that you will pass it around. It's weird. I think there is actually a, a similarity in, in, in those two things. I've not quite clarified what that similarity is and how it works, but there is definitely something in watching something that is illegal, that is hideous, that you know what it's going to be, that is beyond the realms of normal thinking, just to see what it's like. It's not titillation, is it? Mm. It's not It's not that. <sighs> of course, that's got me thinking. I shall be giving that some thought later on in the day. Lucky me. Peter's in Wolverton. Morning, Peter. Good morning, Ian. Peace be with you. Yeah, man, don't we need some of that these uh, these dark days? What have you got? Oh, dear, yes. I, I was being very depressed and, and uh, quite awful uh, to Catherine. Um, not to her, but uh, is life worth going on? These um, obscure, obscene life forms that call themselves jihadists and what have you, uh, perpetrating such evil deeds, what is humanity coming to? Can't we do something, the whole of the human race, and say, this has got to stop. It's just too, too terrible. Is it... Now, it... Again, I'm having another thought. I'm, tr- trust me to have some uh, the interesting, ill-thought-out thoughts at the end of the show. Uh, it, horrible things have happened for years and years and years... Is it because that we now have the technology of uh, really small, inexpensive video cameras uh, and you can film something and put it on a computer and put and share it with the rest of the world in three minutes? Is, is that the difference? Is it that it's so publicly available? It, it might very well be. Um, I, I myself would never even dream of going on a website that, that might look a bit iffy or... or as you said, child pornography, etc., 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 because there's so many evil people out there, evil life forms that wish to corrupt the rest of us with their thoughts and deeds. I don't wish to be corrupted. I wish to be me and uh, hopefully uh, have a joyful life with other people. Peter, thank you very much indeed. Kathy, you just whispered a good thing in my ear. Voyeurism, that's yeah. the word, isn't it? It is, yeah. Sort of prurient... It is. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. There's loads of little things are firing off my head. Pabby's in Letting Buzzard. Morning, Pabby. Hiya. Um, in the interest of human psychology, not necessarily the action of the beheading itself, but is it not worth certain people watching certain parts of the video to see what the people say just before they do it, i.e. people sat there and had to listen to the tapes of what Myra Hindley and Ian Brady did to those children. Now, they've never been released to the public because they were vile. But Do you know what? what? I know what you're saying. They played uh, on, on another radio station. They played 
a, a minute of of I, I feel uncomfortable even using the phrase jihadi John because it normalises. But they, uh-huh. of this fella talking, addressing the camera before he beheaded the first person. They played the audio, yeah. and I turned it off because I didn't <coughs> want to hear it. I had no desire to hear it. Yeah, yeah, the FBI should be should be watching it. The CIA should be watching. Not the CIA. The FBI, MI6, MI5. The authorities should be watching it. But why 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 would any um, civilian person need to watch it? Don't need to, but for example, I have what you could call a, call a slightly morbid interest in serial killers because the psychology of why and why they choose different victims, why but their their signature, their motive, and why they do it interests me because why, how are they, and why are they so different to you or I who don't go yeah. and do something like that? Would you have you watched one of these videos? No, I haven't, Would because you... I don't actually have the, as uh, JVS, no, not JVS, the other one, Roberto thinks I'm absolutely stark going bonkers. I don't have the internet, I also don't play a TV licence or watch the TV, well, I listen you. to the radio and buy the paper. OK, but you could still but... go somewhere, that, that, that's, that, that's almost irrelevant, because you could still somewhere, have you got any interest in watching these beheading videos? I would have an interest in watching it up to the point. I wouldn't want to actually see the but behaviour, what would you, what, what, tell me what, listen. what would you get out of that? Interesting, I have a major interest in human psychology and the psychology of these people. Why? Personally, I believe that if they, they do it all in the name of God, if there is a God, then there is only one. And everybody chooses to worship that one God in an entirely different way. And why do they choose? What is their belief? Why do they believe that their God could possibly want them to cause such destruction to any other person, animal, living thing? Okay. Pabby, uh, uh, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Justin Dealey. Hello, Justin. Where's Justin? Where's Justin these days? Oh, you're there, Justin. Hello, Ian. Hello, Justin. My, my fat fingers had the wrong fader. Uh, th- wh- wh- where have you, what have you been up to? Where have you been? I'm in Milton Keynes this morning. Yep. Um, very interesting what you're saying about these videos here. I've been talking to people for, what, the last 30 minutes or so. Every single person, well, pretty much everyone, has said to me they would never, ever watch a video like this because it's sick. But I did manage to, to find one person, um, David, who has seen uh, one of these brutal videos. Um, interesting thoughts coming up here. Here's what he had to say. Now, David, you watched the beheading of James Foley. You went online to to watch that video. I chose not to. Why did you want to watch that video? Well, I wanted to see what we're up against. You know, I, I, you know, I I don't like being censored. So you, you would see him being threatened and you saw the head next to the body. So I wanted to see, you know, how they went about, and and the 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 terrorist, the uh, John the Jihadist, what what they call him. He actually just with a small knife just just cut him. It was it was heartbreaking. He did it with no heart, you know. And and James Foley, he 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 stood there and and with pride, you know, he wasn't screaming for help. He just it was uh it, it was it was um, heartbreaking. Watching that video, what sort of effect did that have on you? Would you ever watch another video like that? I I don't need to see it often, but when I forget what we're up against, I I I would need to remind myself. You know, things that I'm not willing to do, things that people who I meet are not willing to do. And then seeing other people, for whatever ideology they have, willing to, to, to do that, it's, to me, is, is incredible and heartbreaking. Just lastly, how sick did it make you feel oh, yeah, afterwards yeah. watching that? It affected me. I, 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 I have my daughter, I, just my wife. I couldn't even tell her that I saw it because she wouldn't see uh, something like that. But it was, uh, I, I don't want to see it again, but maybe one day 
I may. I didn't want to see this one. That yeah, I'm not sure if there's a video out there of the one that was beheaded last night. But uh, maybe if I forget, if I forget, I, I would see see it again. Something like that. Do you see what's? I, I can hear what's happened to that fella, and he can't hear it. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's normalising it for him. May not have completely normalised it. Did you hear the way he said at the end? Yeah, that. that I've not seen. I've not seen the video of the one that happened last night. Mm-hmm. Well, hang on, that's a human being you're talking about who's had their head chopped off. It's yeah. already starting to normalise it for him. I mean, it's not for me personally. I would never want to, to watch a video like that. I think he makes an interesting point. Yes, we need to know what we're up against, but still, for I me... Know, hey, listen, Justin, there are some people over there mm. who are cutting the heads off of um, journalists and civilians and filming it. Yeah. That's all I need to know. Mm. That's all I need to know. Yeah, I have to say. But uh, David was the only person yep, well, um, well in the last 30 minutes, um, uh, the only person certainly willing to go on the record and say that, but uh, most people I've spoken to this morning, a bit like you and me, would never ever uh, want to watch a video like that. Justin, thank you very much indeed. We're running out of time. Catherine, I'm going to... Uh, uh, again, I'm still trying to think, get my thoughts on this. It is a kind of pornography, and I don't mean it's for sexual gratification. I mean it's something uh, shocking and offensive uh, that, that, that we're kind of watching, people are watching for some kind of kick. And I don't necessarily mean a high, but they're getting something out of it. They're going in expecting to have a response, a physical response. Yeah. Yes, that's the way of putting it. Well, what what a jolly note to end the show on, huh, guys? Thanks. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 looking heavy heading southbound between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and Junction 10 for Luton Airport. It's queuing on the M25 heading anti-clockwise. That's between Junction 19 at Watford and Junction 16 for the M40. Queuing as well on the A1 at Barnet Way following an accident at Marsh Lane. Looking busy now to Junction 23 of the M25. And the A404 Amersham Road at the moment is looking blocked because of an accident. That's in both directions, just around Penn Road. And taking a look at the trains, the on London Midland between London Euston and Birmingham New Street due to some overhead line problems. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Nicola. Excellent stuff. Well, I'm sorry to end on such a depressing note. That's the, the nature of the show. You know, sometimes we do the ridiculous and sometimes we do uh, something a little bit grimmer. I think we've all agreed that Elvis is a load of rubbish. Uh, Catherine Kelly, Justin, thank you very much. JVS up next. We're back tomorrow at six. Ta ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, what would you like David Cameron to do about the Islamic State militants? Islamic